You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This is the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show on 610 Sports Radio. Call us at 913-576-7610 or tweet us at 610 Sports KC using hashtag AP610. Here's Mike Wicket and Editor-in-Chief at ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. It is a final from Arrowhead, 30-23, to the Kansas City Chiefs over the Denver Broncos. Now improved to uh, seven and one on the year. Five, seven, six, seven, six, ten. Got a little interesting there at the end, uh, but the Chiefs salt this one away and eventually uh, give it right back to Denver at the very last moment and a one play desperation. And we are done. Thirty to twenty three. Lines are open for you if you're leaving Arrowhead. If you're hanging out at Arrowhead, five, seven, six, seven, six, ten. Again, five, seven, six, seven, six, ten. Or you can text us at six nine three zero six. On Twitter at Arrowhead Pride, hashtag AP610. Let's get some calls up because we're going to go inside that locker room and we want to hear from Chiefs fans. Pete. It's not always going to be pretty. <laughs> and the Chiefs had some great plays today. I think there were some great moments. Patrick Mahomes included. Kareem Hunt included. Sammy Watkins included. Uh, there were some ugly, ugly plays by the defense. Ron Parker looking at you. But at the end of the day, again, you had the Chiefs who didn't play outstanding, I don't think, today. But because they are in the realm of those teams that will be there at the end, you got to play a perfect game to beat them. And Denver made plenty of mistakes. Yeah, they made enough that uh, the, the Chiefs were able to capitalize on. And, um, you know, I it was. It was just a grinded-out game. It was one of those that, you know, you've just got to kind of take care of your business. Uh, kind of slowed down offensively in the uh, the second half of the game. That You know, it, it wasn't pretty, but uh, they got a W. And 7-1 uh, now. 7-1, and one, halfway home in the regular season. Couple of games they should win next in the next few weeks uh, before the Monday nighter against the uh, Rams in Mexico. I mean, this was not... This was not an easy game by any stretch. I know that, you know, a lot of people, I look back at the predictions from the pregame show, our boy Matt Lane uh, had 41-20 from Arrowhead Pride. Craig Stout from Arrowhead Pride at 38-10. Kent, you had 31-10. three-score game, yeah. Uh, but this was a rival coming in last week. It was such a monster win for the Chiefs. You had to wonder if they are going to be able to keep it up. And, and they didn't have their best effort today. They definitely didn't. Pete, they did not have their best effort. I mean, I was certainly wrong about some things, Sammy Watkins included, but I had said before the game that this was not going to be just this walk-in-a-park game where you're going to blow out the Denver Broncos. You could see on the sideline that this team knew that it needed to win today in order to stay alive. The Chiefs weren't as enthused. They didn't play their best game, but they're so damn good that they won anyway. 30-point game uh, from the offense, and it felt like a letdown. Exactly. <laughs> it did. I mean, come on. It did. I want to do. I want to point out something that really quickly. If you can picture yourself from before the season and what this season was supposed to be, you didn't know what you had in Patrick Mahomes. You thought there might be a year where he needed to just get experience, uh, get get his feet under him. 
You have the Chargers, the Steelers, the 49ers, the Broncos, the Jaguars, the Patriots, the Bengals, and the Broncos again. You were looking at that, and you said, all right, we can get through the first half of the season four and four. Even That'd be if, great. Even if it's three and five, the second half of the stretch, we're home a lot. It's not as difficult. Now, all of a sudden, you get to the first half done of the season, and you're seven and one and in control of having the first round by in the AFC playoff. I mean, it couldn't be any better aside from, of course, that thriller in New England. Five seven six seven six ten. Get in line now. We're going to hear from head coach Andy Reid. You'll hear from Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes and, and the rest of the six ten staff working hard inside that locker room after the Chiefs get their seventh win of the year before we get to November. Five seven six seven six ten. Dan, you're up. What's up, Dan? Hi, Mike. Hi, Pete. It wasn't a perfect game, but I liked how the Chiefs responded in the second half after the Broncos got that touchdown and took control in the second half. Take care, guys. Let's take care of the Browns. All right. See you, Dan. Chester, you're next up. Go ahead, Chester. What do you think of today's win? Oh, it's a 3-0 and in division. No losses when we had home. Uh, the, you know, uh, the defense got five sacks and two interceptions. Uh, what we had to do when we had to do it, it's just like a time and season to every purpose. Sometimes the purpose is not perfect. Sometimes it's not very good. Oh. But yet, you still, what, in spite of, got the win. Absolutely, Chester. Mm. Feeling good. To every purpose. So inspirational. <laughs> Chester, you the man. Way. Thank you so much, as always, for calling. 576-7610. Let's keep going. If you're leaving Arrowhead, give us a call. 576-7610. Fred at Overland Park, you're on uh, 610 Sports Radio. What would you think of today's win, Fred? This is coming from a Chiefs fan. I'm not taking anything away from the defense getting some improvements. But... I'm not taking anything away from Hill has been incredible, changing from basically just being the cheetah to a complete receiver. So I'm not taking away from any of that. But you guys are embarrassing the city one more time, all of the fans, all of the media. The Chiefs doing nothing about – I told you guys that a Fred, – Fred, you, have the, same in, call. In Fred, the you playoffs, have the same call every single week. You're worried about the playoffs. When we get to January, we're going to see if you are right. What do you mean we're embarrassing? We're giving this defense a, a, a credit for improving. This offense is unstoppable. They played a rival game today, coming off an emotional win on Sunday night football for the second straight week. What do you? What is your issue, Fred? Are you not happy your team's 7-1? and one? Why didn't we sign anybody or trade for anybody? That's the question. Pretty simple. There's, there's, okay. there's still two days to do so. I'm not sure they will. And I think the answer to that question, as I've been saying on this station now for the past week, is that this team really truly believes that Eric Berry is coming back. Whether you want to believe it or not, mm-hmm. they feel that that is their midseason addition. They wanted to add Earl Thomas. It didn't work out because of an injury. And they said to themselves, all right, well, eventually Eric Berry is going to be back. Hard to believe if you were me. Hard to believe if you are you. I'm telling you, the Chiefs believe that. I mean, look, Fred, you may not like the answer. You may not like the answer. They saw what they had on defense. They chose to add another offensive weapon because, and I credit teams that do this, which way is the league trending? Does the league get, do you the win? Big o. Does, the, does the league get you, do you get wins in the NFL by grinding things out the way they used to be with John Riggins and the Washington Redskins and Larry Zonka and playing defense <laughs> like the 46 Bears in 1985, or in 2018, what do you do? Look at the teams that are in first place. Look at the teams that were in the Super Bowl. I realize the Eagles had a very good defense last year, but how'd they get there? 
Carson Wentz was tremendous. He goes down, Nick Foles steps up. How do the Patriots get there every year? The Patriots' defense isn't a hell of a lot better than than uh, Kansas City's, but how do they get there? Tom flipping Brady. Fred, you may not like that answer, and you might, when we do this show in January, and it, let's say it's the AFC title game, and they lose because they can't get a stop, you may be right, but for the love of God, man, you call every week and you're pissed that the Chiefs win, and you say, I'm not taking anything away. You're taking everything away. There's only one team better than 7-1, and one, and that's the perfect Los Angeles Rams right, right. now. Not that you I should... wish I could get in Fred's head and be like, what, is, what does he want? Not that you need to necessarily be satisfied, but I think there's a, always a big misconception, and I've done it before, too, as I've begun to cover football, where you get really worked up as to how the team looks at the beginning of the season. 7-1 and one is great, and, and to his point a little bit as well, it doesn't. There's not to say that this is going to be the same exact team playing no. the same exact way, you know, at the end of the season. The championships in America and American sports are decided by who's playing the best at the end of the year. And so, what you really need to be worried about is when December's rolling around. You've got your New Year's resolution, your Christmas, uh, your Christmas presents are under the tree. What does the team look like then? Because that's the team that's going to win you the Super Bowl or not. The Super Bowl last year was a historical offensive shootout. Yeah. The league is changing. It is. And there was over there was over 1100 yards of offense in the Super Bowl last year. The best the best thing you can have is an elite quarterback that can do ridiculous things in an in a high-powered offense. The Chiefs have that in spades. I mean, Fred must be, as somebody on the text line says, Fred must be a joy at parties. Like imagine Fred at a party and there's chicks everywhere and there's beers everywhere. <laughs> And there's great food everywhere. You even got a door prize when you walked in. The music is thumping. You know, they they got, they just brought in whoever you love to hear play music. And you're like, oh, the walls are brown. <laughs> Man, I know there's chicks on me everywhere. And this beer is great. And Dude, they got the Rolling Stones in that room. And there's Kanye West in that room. And there's, you know, I got Justin Timberlake. But uh, <laughs> the walls are brown. <laughs> God, this party sucks. That's Fred. You're seven and one. He, I swear to God. Fred is a buzzkill. Yeah, Buzz Killington in Overland Park. He, Fred, change your name next time you call when they win again next a, week by like four touchdowns. He's also a Chiefs fan that's been been jaded probably quite a few times in his life where you have a team that you expect to do something in the playoffs and then they end up losing to Marcus Mariotto's throwing himself passes. I happen to think that it'll be different this year because I just think Patrick Mahomes gives you a different. Uh, mm-hmm. you're, you're in a, you're in a different universe with this kid. I mean, I liked Alex Smith a lot. He's a winner. He won again today. Alex Smith there is over. I think your ceiling, especially in the postseason, is much higher with a quarterback who can seemingly will the team by himself. And he's not by himself because he has a lot of great weapons, as you've seen today, in Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, Sammy Watkins, Kareem Hunt jumping over another guy. This is a complete offense. Might not be a complete defense yet, but it might change. Uh, once we get closer to the postseason. The 16th best scoring defense in football right now yeah. is giving up 24.7 points per it's game. It's a different league, the man. Chiefs, the Chiefs just gave up 23 below league average. It's a different league. I mean. I, I, don't, I, I don't know what, and I know that the playoffs are a different animal. I've been covering the National Football League for a long time, just like you have, Pete, Kent. We've been watching the, the league. I'm sure Fred's watched a lot of football, and as a Chiefs fan, a lot of depressing January football. I understand that. But I don't know what other tests they have to pass before people are going to believe this team. And I think most people in Kansas City believe you have a Super Bowl contender. 
Oh, they got to go on the road. The uh, Chargers, it, always tough West it, Coast. It, it's the Andy Reid thing, though. And he had this problem in the playoffs when he was the head coach of Philadelphia for mm-hmm. 10 years. He would he, Your team would be good every year. And you, you, you throw it back to 2012, 2013, you know, the, mo- the worst year ever. People were loving the fact that Andy Reid was winning in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Now you fast forward five years and you've had all these first-round playoff yeah. exits, the one playoff win, and people are starting to get upset with that. I understand. I mean, I, I, I get it. I just think maybe you have a different type of team. Again, it all stems from Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, it's just it's a different monster that you have. And 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 I I'm by no means saying this is a perfect football team and you should start planning your Super Bowl route and get your tickets for Atlanta right now and figure out where in downtown Kansas City you're going to set up when this team comes back from winning uh at the New Georgia Dome uh in Atlanta in the first week of February. That is not what I'm saying. But for the love of God, can't you be excited about a football team that's seven and one and is completely different from the Alex Smith teams? That's I mean, the Chiefs strike fear into every team that they're gonna face from here on out. Every team. Even the Rams in Mexico City. Because they're look, I can't wait next week. Yeah, I know we beat the Browns fifty six to seven, but in January. Dude, go to Trevor in Olathe. Trevor, new what's energy. Up? What's up, Trevor? How you guys doing? All right, great, man. Well, first of all, I want to say I'm not really sure what Fred's talking about. Uh, second of all, I thought the defense played good. They weren't great, but definitely improved from a couple weeks ago. I definitely, you know, those rumors were coming around that maybe Patrick Peterson would come or Landon Collins. And I think it, it might have struck a chord with the defense because they've been playing better. Um, O'Daniel's playing great, uh, filling in for Justin Houston and now um, Hitchens, who went down. Uh, overall, good play getting tackles in the in the secondary and behind the line of scrimmage was great. Mahomes was phenomenal again, as always. Three straight games with four touchdowns and seven straight with 300 yards plus. So I don't know what more you can ask for the Chiefs. They're playing good defense right now, great offense, and. Just ready for the rest of the season. Trevor, thanks, man. Appreciate it. The Chiefs are doing all this without 53% of their defensive salary cap playing. So Eric Berry, Justin Houston, and Daniel Sorensen are not on the field, have not seen the field. They gave up 23 points today with about 47% of their defensive salary cap. I don't know if they're going to make a trade, but I think that they, if if Sorensen can come back and play at a high level, if Eric Berry can come back, if Justin Houston can come back, a lot of ifs, I understand that. But that's going to be their acquisitions they make. This is, And most teams, by the way, don't make acquisitions. We say this every week. It's not Major League Baseball. You don't make acquisitions a lot at the trade deadline in the National Football League. It's a different sport. This from the text line, again, if you want to text us, 69306, 8 from the 816. I think it's hard for Chiefs fans because we're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. It'll take playoff wins for fans to buy in, just like with the Royals. I think the Chiefs might have lost that game if this was last year. Think about that. This is a different team. So I understand all this all this fear and stuff mm. from what we've been going through, what fans have been going through their entire life and waiting for that other shooter drop. But I think this was actually kind of an indication of the kind of game that they might have lost last year in that stretch, that, that five-loss uh, streak. This game they won. If they don't win the Super Bowl, I do not want to be on the air with you two taking calls from people that everyone has to get fired. <laughs> Do you know what I you know what I mean? Like if this, what is because this next text that comes in, that's great. They're seven and one, but the bottom will fall out sooner or later. We're just waiting. What's the bottom falling out? 
You think they're going to lose the rest of the games this season? I mean, if Mahomes goes down, okay, they're going to be he, in the middle here, of the draft. Order. Here's the truth of the matter, though. I mean, you have a team right now, right? They won today, right? If you So let's say they stay on this pace and they are to get a first-round bye and they're the top seed in the AFC, okay? If they go out and lose that first game in divisional round weekend, people are going to be upset. And, and I, they should be. And I think they deserve to be. But if yeah. you, you get past that divisional round and you finally get to, like, an AFC title game, I think that's where you're aiming for this year. You At that point, you're playing with house money. You know what I mean? Like I And, and, and at that point, I think you've finally gotten over that hump. I think you can go further this year, though, with this team, especially this offense. I think they're kind of outpacing what they expected to. Absolutely. I think they're. I think the Chiefs it's are farther along. It's a very confusing time. Well, so, like, I understand, it's like, a very confusing they won time. today, right? I think expectations are just because of what's happened so far, they're through the roof. And I understand that, you know, and they should be to some degree, right? But, like, this is a, this is a long, this is a long-term plan for a team and we're just in its infancy so even if they lose in that first playoff game for instance I understand it's going to be frustrating but they are so far ahead of any expectations that you probably had yes with a city that was high on what Patrick Mahomes is capable of doing anyway they're seven and one I want to go back to Fred's call about the brown walls and how he doesn't like parties (laughs) Junior and Grandview you're next up what's up Junior go ahead man hey man how about uh, Steven Nelson, man, he's like rated number one on uh, a PFF, man. Like, what's up? Why aren't we getting credit for that guy? You know, that's our that's our that's our defense right there. You know, but um, yeah, like I think this is gonna be it, man. Honestly, like think this is the year. Honestly, I think this is the year we're gonna win that playoff game, or we're gonna go up high. I think it, it's it's building blocks. It's stepping the ladder. I mean, you see teams. I mean, hell, you watch it in Kansas City. If you're a Royals fan, you watch this team. You know, they were bad. They got competitive. They made September actually matter for a bit. The next year, they got to the World Series. They didn't win it. Nobody wanted everyone fired and released because they didn't win the World Series. And they, they used that and moved on. If this team gets to an AFC title game and loses it, I don't want to take calls about Bob Sutton need to be fired. They got to get rid of their secondary coach. Because that's climbing the ladder with a young quarterback. Right. And that's more than you should probably be yeah. expecting for a rookie quarterback. Or it's basically, basically a rookie. Basically a rookie. Yeah. I mean, that's the truth, though. This is unprecedented territory with a quarterback. They're doing more than they should be. I want to see some Chiefs fans that are in a good mood, like Junior. More like Junior. Call in. 576-7610. 576-7610. If you're leaving Arrowhead, give us a call. KP and Lenexa, you're next up on 610 Sports Radio. Go ahead, KP. Hey, how you guys doing? I'm a long-time uh, listener and a first-time caller. All right, anybody, man. Thank you. Yeah. Anybody, anybody besides me think Daniel O'Derry should start? I call him D.O.D. because he stops everybody behind the line of scrimmage, and he knows and he knows how to tackle. And I am proud of my chief win today. All right. See, there we go, KP. So as bad as the defense, as bad as the rush defense has been, um, Dorian O'Daniel, if he's got to play in the box and take on linemen, is a big liability, maybe worse than what we're experiencing now. But in situations where he can kind of play coverage more, he's fantastic, and he was fan. And he did some made some great plays at the end of the game this year. But if you're wanting to expect him to step in and take on blocks. That's not his game. He's kind of a slip and elude kind of guy, and he did not look good um, in the box today. Five seven six seven six ten. Thanks for the phone number, KP. Lines wide open. Text in six nine three zero six from the text line. The guy who thinks the bottom will fall out is a loser. Go watch the Raiders, you nerd. I'm cool <laughs> with that. I'm cool with that. 
It, 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 because you know what the thing is with a lot of fans? And we're going to hear from head coach Andy Reid very soon here, so keep it right here. Also, you're going to hear from uh, the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. Expectations were, I think, very tempered when we got into the preseason. And I think the throw at the Georgia Dome, at the Mercedes-Benz Dome or whatever it is, I think the, the throw... <laughs> doesn't care. Mike doesn't care. I don't give a rat's ass right now. Fred's got me all fired up. I love you, Fred. Uh, the throw got people completely enamored with the skill of this kid. And then he comes out and throws all those touchdowns in the first two weeks. And all of a sudden, you're, hey, this could be a learning year. Hey, this could be a year where... Maybe they finish second and get a wild card spot. Who knows? He's a young guy, but 2019 is going to be really fun. All of a sudden, that has now blown up because now you're getting calls. We're seeing text messages that come in, people on social media. If this team blows it in the playoffs, which I still don't know what blows it in the playoffs, mean, then you're going to fire everybody. You want Andy Reid gone. Meanwhile, you have the face of the National Football League playing quarterback for the next 10 years. They're not going to take Mahomes away from you if you don't win the Super Bowl. I just think the disconnect is that he's making these comments after what should be a a happy time, which is right after a win. I mean, you're 7-1 and through the first half of the season. You should be happy about that. Long term, though, we've talked about it a number of times on this show. You have a historic offense here. We, we, Mm -hmm. we, We just tweeted out from Arrowhead Pride. His most passing touchdowns in the first eight games of a season. Tom Brady with 30, Peyton Manning with 29, Peyton Manning with 26 again in another year, and then Patrick Mahomes with 26. So you're in an elite company in the first eight games. This is the perfect offense to win a Super Bowl championship. So I think how big is that window? Like, to me, you have these great quarterbacks in the league. We talk about it all the time, like a Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning in his whole career only got two. You know, Drew Brees, what does he have? What one, is it? one. What, what does Aaron Rodgers have? One. one. So you, you sometimes, even though you're playing outstanding, uh, you know, you're, you're playing outstanding on one side of the football, if the other side isn't there, you're not going to win a championship. I understand, uh, in, I understand, like, the motive behind it. I just don't think it's the right time after you're now 7-1 and one, and here you are in the regular season so far from the playoffs to be that down about what could be a completely different picture come December. Right. I don't think people are really appreciating the diverse or the adversity that this team's went through too. They are on their third center. They are on they're piecemealing their interior offensive line. 53% of their defensive salary cap is not playing right now. And they're doing what they're doing. They held that they held the I mean the Broncos aren't good, but they held them to 23 points. Broncos aren't good. They're still a division team. They still get fired up. That team's playing for their coach's life. That team's playing for their season. You know, They're desperate, in. yeah. Absolutely. All right, coming up, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and you. 576-7610 is the phone number. If you want to jump in, we'd love to hear from you. Chiefs win 7-1 and one on the year. They beat the division rivals. That's what, 3-0 and oh in the AFC West? Your phone call's coming up, and again, you're going to hear from your head coach, Andy Reid. Here's Patrick Mahomes, by the way, right off the field about uh, the importance of getting a win. Yeah, it was very important. I mean, they had a lot of momentum coming into the game. That's a really good team, like I said earlier. And uh, you got to win these games in order to get to the playoffs. And so for us, you're not looking ahead, but every week you're trying to get another win and keep stacking on the process. The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Big-time players make big-time plays. 610 Sports Radio. Sucking down in five. Touchdown, Kelsey. Nine-yard touchdown throw by Patrick Mahomes to his all-pro tight end. I feel like everybody, when that score came up on CBS, we all kind of looked around here. 
Uh, Pete Sweeney, Ken Swanson, and myself and Mike Wicked in studio. We all looked at each other and were like, that was easy. <laughs> that was a really easy drive that put them up. Uh, what, 10-7 when they, they first took the lead and never looked back? It was like three plays, boom, 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 the long one by, by Tyreek, and then bam. Pretty easy. The Broncos seemed to catch up with the Chiefs offense a little bit towards the end of the game. But, yeah, there was a feeling at the beginning of this one that if Patrick Mahomes wanted to score a touchdown, he just was going to go down and do it. And, and that's exactly what you want, and that that is part play calling, part Mahomes. They got hot first stretch, and then it stretched right. that lead out, and then kind of did the Andy Reid sit on the ball, and <laughs> and they it worked. They still won by seven. And if you touchdown. flip if you flip it on the defensive side of the ball, and and Mike, you were kind of alluding to this earlier, where you understand that there's going to be high scoring games in this league, and it's going to be a lot of yardage. The Chiefs are giving up a lot of yardage. But when it comes to situational defensive football, they are coming through on a lot of times. Like, for example, today the game really could have gotten out of hand when Mahomes threw that bad pass for an interception, and then immediately after that the defense came up big. Like, so to me, I I, I understand that there's a lot of gripes around the city with the Chiefs' defense, but situationally they aren't the worst unit in the league. No, and, I mean, also you kind of look at, like, there's still some positive indicators on the defensive side of the football. They Got after the quarterback. They had several sacks. They turned him over. Was it three turnovers today? Your boy speaks. My boy Breland speaks. He got a he got a he got a nice uh nice uh, hustle sack. Hit a Hus- fumble recovery. Hustle force fumble. He hustles, man. He works hard. That's that's his one and, trait to hang his hat on. And the number one guy today, the defensive player of the year candidate, another great performance. D Ford. Mm-hmm. Another you. sack today. Another sack. All right, we're going to hear from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes here coming up in just a second. Let's go to Sebastian. You're next up on 610 Sports Radio. What do you think of today's win, Sebastian? Well, uh, I uh, I thought it was just a great win, and I, I liked how the defense uh, came up. And I, I just wanted to say that uh, the draft of um, Brad Weech, uh, he didn't do that bad after all because uh, Speaks, Naughty, DOD, they, they all uh, took their share, so, so they did well. Um, but I have a question for, for you guys. Um, I'm sitting here in Germany and watching the game, and I always wonder why the Chiefs have so much trouble in run blocking. Uh, are you, okay, my screen says Berlin. So you're calling from Berlin, Germany? You're telling me this is in Berlin, Kansas? Yes, yes, yes absolutely. I'm calling from Berlin, Germany. What, yes. t- what time is it where you're at? Uh, let me look at the clock. Uh, it's uh, 9.40 right now. In the morning? No, in the PM. evening. 9.40 p.m. <laughs> I was going to say, my Lord. Uh, well, we are we are officially global. Little Sunday night football. Exactly. <laughs> Sebastian, thank you for making this global. I have no idea what it, what an international call from Germany to Kansas is, but we appreciate you, you doing that run blocking wise. Do they have any interest in run blocking with a purpose today, or was this one of those they just they, they really let Patrick Mahomes make plays? Well, I mean, I think uh... – you know, as far as the run blocking is concerned, you're dealing with an interior offensive line that, again, is being held together by duct tape and street free agents. And um, you're it's it's not easy. Like I think I think Kareem Hunt wound up averaging about three yards per carry day. But this is not. I mean, first contact is going to be happening deeper and deeper right now because they're struggling to keep an offensive line healthy. Um, however. Patrick Mahomes only sacked once today, so the pass offense hasn't really been too affected yet by the by the offensive line. Um, but um, it's definitely something to keep an eye on moving forward, and hopefully, you know, Cream Hunt can continue to do Cream Hunt things. Yeah, hey, so now we're now we're global, baby. 
Big now, time. Oh, that was awesome. I told, you that? That, I told you that last week. He must have heard and then <laughs> fired up a call. Did I really think he was 17 hours ahead? Am I that dumb? Did I really think it was <laughs> 9.45 in the morning? I'm an idiot. Bastion, thanks, man. And appreciate you calling in from across the pond. We're going to hear from Pat Mahomes coming up in a second. Neil and Lone Jack, you're on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, Neil? Hey, guys. Great day. Um, good win. Not a great win. Patrick, of course, was amazing. But I tell you what, I think I got to give so much credit to Kareem Hunt. Is, is, even though he didn't have a lot of rushing yards, you're, you're talking about the patchwork offensive line. That play that he made to get that last that touchdown in the second half, I mean, that's the only touchdown we got in the second half. I, I think, honestly, I think without that play, without him making that play, I don't know if we win the game. As good as, you know, Patrick was and all that. Now, that's the offense. I love Patrick. I love the offense. Now, the defensive side, I got to give the defense a little bit of props today. And you know what? I am not going to crush Bob, Bob Sutton for once. I, I think Bob Hey, Neil O'Bobsitivity out of Neil. Now, 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 I do think. Are you there? Can yeah, you hear me? Yeah, yes, go ahead. Okay. All right. Now I do. I'm, I'm not giving up on on Peterson or or the guy from New York, which I'm drawing a blank on. Landon right. Collins. I'm not giving up. I still want somebody. I still, I still think this defense needs somebody. But um, yeah, you know, kudos to the defense for making those plays today. And if they honestly, I think Bob Sutton actually put him in good positions today. If they just learn to tackle you're not alone in that neil i have to cut you off man and i hope you understand it's not to get something else on except we want to hear from the quarterback patrick mahomes who is coming up to the podium and neil thank you for the phone call we're going to talk about landon collins and patrick peterson we're going to talk about all those acquisitions possibly to be made uh coming up here in just a bit but first the quarterback of your kansas city chiefs and again the stat number on uh, pat mahomes 303 four scores and patrick mahomes is standing to the podium now here at here on 610 sports radio shift motion that we'd have a good chance of getting uh, kind of a two-on-one uh and uh we weren't thinking it was going to be Vaughn but it was Vaughn so we I just kind of tried to press him as much as I could and then give it to Kareem and let him out flank and he uh made a good play and got the first down and uh so it was just one of the game plan uh runs that we had in the game plan Yeah, I mean, always in every single play, they have to respect uh, Tyreek's speed, uh, Sammy's speed, and Kelsey's ability to make plays. And so, I feel like uh, if we, when we're clicking on all cylinders, uh, and today when we're spreading the ball around, it's hard for the defense to account for everybody. Yeah, I mean, it was it was really rewarding. Uh, I, I went up to him before the game, and I, I said that. <clears throat> Kind of said that. I mean, you owe these guys. I mean, you, we, he kind of was hurt in the last game in the, at the very beginning, and so they didn't really know kind of what 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 kind of ability he brought he brought to the offense. So I was happy for him to get out there, uh, make a lot of really big plays that really changed the tide of the game. Yeah, I mean that's that's I mean, it's hard for defense to account for everybody. I mean, Kareem, the, the two weeks, last two weeks before this has been really uh, playing his game and doing his thing. And then Tyreek had the, a big way, everybody. So they usually try to take away one or two guys. And then it's my job and Coach Reed's job to just get it to the guys that are open. And uh, we have no problem with throwing them to anybody on this uh, team. <coughs> Oh, okay. I, I'm I'm thinking of a different, of a wrong play. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I was uh, that one. It was kind of a 
the option of pitching it to, to uh, Tyreek and then or shoveling it to Kareem. And so uh, there was 55 choke kind of he got he got wide and respected uh, Tyreek. And so I pitched it into Kareem, and then I mean he makes magic happen when it's in his hand. So what was your view of that? I mean, when you when you call a play and you said you'd like to play, you got a lot of options. You probably <coughs> Well, yeah, I mean, I knew once once he kind of got to that second level and it was one-on-one with the safety uh, that there was a chance that he was going to break the tackle. I, I don't think I've ever seen uh, one person in, in space tackle him. I mean, he just can't, I call him the little cinder block. I mean, like, he just can't tackle that guy. And so uh, he, he uh, once he had space, I knew he had a chance of at least getting forward progress and getting it down close, but he went over the top of everybody and uh, got in the end zone. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, just to see him go to work. I mean, it's it's kind of with everybody. Just to see these guys when they get the ball in space, they're able to make people miss or break tackles, and then get in the end zone. I mean, it's really it's something special, and it gets everybody going, and it gets the O line going, and it gets me going, and it gets the defense kind of rolling, and it's stuff that just gets the momentum in our our, our direction. Yeah, I mean, I think just just. Diversifying the ball around uh, guys making plays. I feel like just really running the scheme how it's uh, how we're supposed to run it, and, and Coach Reed's calling great plays, and kind of we're getting those those lucky chances and those lucky plays where we get in the end zone. What's your role? For me, it's all about just getting the ball out of my hand. I mean, that's the biggest thing for me is as long as I'm getting the ball out of my hand, there's a good chance that good things are happening. And so I just try to the lines protecting really really well, and so I'm just getting it out of my hands and getting it to the playmakers and they're uh, scoring touchdowns. Yeah, we had, I mean, I don't know if it's, it's hard to grade. I mean, I always feel like we could be better. I feel like we could score more points. I feel like we could uh, win by bigger margins. But at the same time, I mean, this is the NFL. I mean, every team's good every single week. And we had a very tough schedule coming up uh, with a lot of really good teams this uh, first half of the season. And for us to be sitting here 7-1, and one, I mean, I, w- I would love to be 8-0. Oh, but uh, at the same time, I'm, I'm happy with where we are and where we're going. I mean, it's huge. I mean, you probably saw the frustration I had in the, the first drive of not getting in the end zone. I mean, whenever you play good teams like the Denver Broncos who have a really good defense, I mean, you have to – when you have those opportunities, you have to get in the end zone. And I feel like that was a difference between this time and the last time we played them was we scored and we had the opportunity to. Uh, not not at all. Uh, it was probably if you would have just kind of the RPOs and then the, the passes off the run plays. I mean, we, we probably called over fifty percent of them were run plays called, and they they were their linebackers were firing and they were trying to stop the run. They were trying to stop Cream. Like I said, the last two games he's had two great ones, and so I mean, just I, I just got the ball in my hand and got it to those guys in one on one matchups. And I mean, that's the great thing about this team is I mean, Cream never said anything. I mean, he knows. Uh, everybody's going to have their chance. Everybody's going to have their opportunity to make plays every every single game, and so uh, it just ended up being like that. Yeah, I mean it's huge. I mean when you're in this league, you you have to win with every aspect of the game. You, you can't uh, rely on the uh, offense scoring 40 points. You can't rely on the defense giving up zero points. I mean everybody has to be on the same page. 
And I feel like we, we in this game it kind of showed that the defense was getting some stops early and the offense scored some points and the defense held strong at the end. And I'm, the good teams do. They win games with every aspect of the game and the special teams flip the field it felt like every single time they had the opportunity. And so, I mean, it speaks volumes of how this team is and how we can pick each other up. I mean, I threw an interception, and then the defense got to turn over the next drive. I mean, that just speaks to the team that we have. There's Patrick Mahomes after today's win. Right back with you here on 610 Sports Radio on the 7-3 Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Pete Sweeney, Ken Swanson from ArrowheadPride.com. I'm Mike Wicket. One thing I'm proud of Mahomes as a 23-year-old is – like, let's be honest. Let's be really honest for a second. In general, the defense hasn't been that great. But each and every game, when reporters are coming up to him afterwards asking about it, he he continuously says the same thing. You have to win with every aspect of the game. Meaning, like, yeah, he may be up to a 14 nothing lead. He might be up 21-7, whatever the score may be. He is still going on that sideline and believing in his teammates on the other side of the football. He's getting up after the, after the podium. He knows these quotes are going to be in the newspaper on our website, OurHeadPride.com, and he's saying, you know what? You have to win with every aspect of the game. He gets the fact that maybe the defense hasn't been that good in the past, but he's going to need them. Like, he needs them in order to win a Super Bowl, and by saying those things, they're going to be getting behind him. And week over week, I think you start to see how galvanizing Patrick Mahomes' performances have been because the defense is all bought in on this whole process, and they're committed. They're playing complementary football right now because I think there's good vibes throughout that organization in a unified team right now. Um, so I think it's I think it's going to continue to get better for the defense. I think they'll make some minor improvements. This might be about what you're looking at as a 23, kind of a mid-level, you know, points per game allowed kind of situation here. But um, I like what's going on with this team. Five seven six seven six ten lines open for you. Your thoughts on what Showtime had to say, also the way Showtime played today, and now that your uh, Kansas City Chiefs have won seven of their first eight football games of the year, including their first three in the AFC West. Five seven six seven six ten. Jake, you've been hanging on for a while. We appreciate your patience. Go ahead, Jake. Hey, this is Jake. Hi, Jake. You're on the radio. Jake, uh, this is uh, Jake from uh, State Farm. Uh, <laughs> so here's my, here's my thing is, surprisingly, I think we should go, you know the hashtag Pat for Pat. I yes. think we should trade Pat. Mahomes for Patrick Peterson. You sell high. All right. (laughs) That guy waited on hold for 15 minutes to make up a ridiculous troll trade and to swear on the radio. That guy is a real winner. Hashtag Pat needs Pat. He was saying hashtag Pat for Pat. Yeah. And then he dropped. Yeah. (laughs) Trade. (laughs) I got it. I mean, trade Pat for Pat. (laughs) I understand it's Sunday fun day, brother. Thank you for your phone call. Watch your mouth next time. Uh, let's go inside the locker room. We've got a bunch of audio for you to hear from your favorite players. We want to hear from you. This is uh, Mitchell Schwartz from the offensive line after today's win. When you look at all the other guys around you outside of Patrick, just how talented is everybody? Obviously, most people are looking at the board. Yeah, uh, I think me and Wiley were talking about that earlier when we get in the huddle and we see Tyree, we see all those guys in the arena, and we're like, wow, there's a, there's a lot of weapons on the offense. That run from Kareem, back-to-back weeks where he hurdles the defender. Oh, how fun is it to block for a guy like that? Uh, it's awesome. You really got to try to go downfield and make a second effort with that guy. You always got to keep your eyes on him. There's a little bit of what Mitchell Schwartz had to say. I, for what it's worth, 
I don't necessarily know if that was Mitch Schwartz. Didn't really sound like him, just for the record. All right, well. But it sounded like one of the offensive line. I mean, all offensive linemen sound <laughs> the same kind that of an That was Austin answer. Ryder. No, yeah, I think that was <laughs> Ryder. Could have been. I'm just guessing. Nope. Any, anybody <laughs> could have guessed that. Yeah. One of the five. That, that was... Fill in, take your pick of Chiefs offensive lineman. Chiefs offensive lineman. Yes. Yeah. Let's hear from big fat guy on the offensive <laughs> line right now. All right. So this one uh, says that this is Sammy Watkins. All right. And we're going to play it for you. And then we'll go back to the phones at 576-7610. A bunch of you are trying to get in. We'll get you up. Here's Sam Watkins. Uh, Andy Reid coming up, by the way, who had a monster game as predicted by you, Kent. Do you want you want to? You know, spike the football here? No, it's okay. I'll uh, I'll let Sam's Sam's performance do the talking here. Eight for uh, a buck seven, two <laughs> scores for the thirty million dollar man. But to get the win and um, do it at a high level, and you know, just go out there and play my play my style of game, run around, have fun, throw some good blocks, and um, everybody catch a lot of balls. What was different for you this week? I mean, you've been kind of, you've had some big games, but you haven't scored since actually week three of this season. What what was the difference today? I think it just started from my preparation during the week. Um, I practice fast. I play fast in practice, and it kind of translated during the week. Um, I'm healthy, and um, just really going out there, having fun, playing. I think that's the biggest part is um, playing fast and enjoying the um, on Sundays. Sammy, has it been hard to be patient, waiting for the ball to come your way? Um, not at all. I mean, I, I kind of went to the Rams, and it was kind of the same situation. That kind of helped my game. Um, with blocking and just staying engaged and um, just giving that fuel to other guys that's out there making plays. What's the difference between now and early in your career in Buffalo? I know there were times when you weren't happy. I didn't think you were getting the ball. Yeah, I was young and I was <laughs> kind of ego ego tripping, and um, now I'm kind of older and understand that's this a team goal, um, and every week it's going to change. Um, next week, Tyreek might have 180 yards, or Kelsey might have 180 yards. I might have 30, and um, it's going to switch up with all these um, star athletes running around. No, I know I'm not going to get 50 targets. That's not realistic. Does the game make a difference? I mean, when you guys are winning each week? Um, most definitely. Um, I just think we as a group got to um, continue to be unselfish and um, know that we're, we're a great team and we got to spread the ball around and um, continue to do the right things. Does playing an offense like this take the pressure off you? And if so, does that help you play more free? Honestly, yes. Um, it's not all about me or any guy on this team. Um, you know, if I'm not open, I know Trav's going to be open. I can literally run my route, but watch him catch the ball, and it feel great um, to see everybody out there making plays. You mentioned before, Sam, the idea that being in this offense, there were going to be opportunities to go against linebackers. Your first touchdown is a guy, a linebacker, who gets you in space. Just how much of what you envision this offense with you being has, has become what it is? That's how special this offense is, I think. Um, with so many guys, we get different matchups on safeties, linebackers, and um, coach kind of just throw us in different places, different weeks. And um, everybody get the um, opportunity to go out there and display their talents. You're known for you know scoring red zone touchdowns. What, what's really the key there? There's Sammy Watkins uh, in the in the uh, the locker room. Got cut off there at the end. Guess he didn't want to answer that one. No, I can't. I can't. He wouldn't <laughs> no, have. He would no, have done that. No comment. What I do like uh, out of Watkins there was when he said, you know, when I was young because he wasn't getting the ball, the frustration in Buffalo. He said he was ego tripping back then, and now as a he calls himself an older guy. What is he, 27? No, he's 25. 25. Just turned 25 Man, I, if I If 25 is old, what does that make me? And I'm only 37. So I what mean, does that man, make Mike, me? I mean, you're ancient. Wow. You're <laughs> an ancient. 37? You're like an artifact. I know, right? Cool. You're like something I would dust off and see how much I can get for on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, 
I'm the Tomba Holly of this radio program. Right. Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah, that's correct. That's mm-hmm. great. I'm, I'm, just call me Antique Roadshow. Kent, Kent, Kent Breland speaks because he loves him so much. Right. <laughs> and he's a young guy. I'm D Ford. I'm, of course, the MVP. And you, you're Tomba Ali. Professor Derek, Pete. Derek, Derek Johnson type. <laughs> well past my prime and when have he, to be put out to pasture. When does Wicket's <laughs> mixtape drop then if he's Tomba? Right. I need to have one of those. Hopefully tomorrow. Yeah, well, guys. The Monday release. Uh, I got, you know, I got stuff to do. I got to make myself a mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> Five seven six seven six ten. Right back to the phones. We know you're all trying to get in. We'll get you up. Let's go to Brian on uh, six ten Sports Radio. Brian, your Chiefs are seven and one. That's great, but we're winning with way too many penalties. We're the one of the most penalized teams. You can't continue to play sloppy football. You're a professional. Learn how to execute properly so you're not penalized. We can't win championships when we're continuing to put ourselves in, I'll say, marginal situations. they got to play better. Brian, thank you for the phone call. Guys, are penalties going to come back to bite this team in the behind? By the way, they are 30th in the, excuse me, the National Football League, or third worst for most penalties per game. 8.3, only Cleveland and Pittsburgh commit more penalties. The answer is not against a team upcoming like the Arizona Cardinals, or the Oakland Raiders Cleveland. or the Cleveland Browns, where it may affect you is on Monday Night Football against the Los Angeles Rams, um, against the Los Angeles Chargers when they face them again, the Seattle Seahawks. Just because I think those games, you almost have to play as close to perfect as you possibly can. I mean, the margin for error against these elite teams, and, and you look at the parity in the league, is always going to be a lot closer. Um, again, I think you, there's a lot more you can get away with with a struggling Denver team or a Cleveland team. And those things are fixable. They are the same way some of the tackling issues that this team has have are has are fixable. So, um, yeah, no, it's definitely something to pay attention to moving forward. They're still winning games in spite of it. Still need to get it cleaned up. Uh, would you like to know where last year's Super Bowl contestants ranked in penalties? Last year, the New England Patriots were number two in the league, second fewest penalties per game. Uh, some people believe that's just because the League doesn't call penalties on the New England Patriots, but they were number two at 5.3. Philadelphia was the 20th most penalized team, 6.8 penalties per game. Kansas City last year, 7.4 penalties per game. This year, 8.3. So they're getting worse in that aspect. Yeah. I, 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 Andy Reid will be the first to tell you that they need to be a little bit more disciplined when it came to that. I think it's something he realizes, and I think it's something they're working on. The ones along the offensive line, those type of penalties, it's going to be tough as you keep reinserting new, new and new players every week. Like this week, they had a new center and the right guard only was only starting for a second game. Like now, it's going to take them a few games to get used to each other and false starts, things like that, and cues. And then when it comes to defensive penalties, I'm still in that camp where you don't really know exactly what's a penalty in this new style NFL. I, not that I'm like defending the players on each and every play, but they're still going to be uh, take some getting used to in some aspects of this new game. Like today, for example, I look at Chris Jones in that sack. Chris Jones coddled that quarterback <laughs> like it was his son, putting him to bed because that's the way the NFL is. And, and kudos yeah. for him for changing that. But I mean, 
I, I, you still wonder if that's the direction you want to go if you're the National Football League. The secondary is a little bit too handsy right now. Um, you saw that a couple. They of times. have to. They can't keep up with anybody. I knew that was coming from Easy. Wicket. Yes. Uh, but even but some of the stuff like false starts and and offsides penalties, those things are so fixable, and they need to get rid of those because especially on the defensive side of the football, just eliminating some of those penalties would go a long way in helping this defense have success. All right, coming up, uh, we are going to go back inside the locker room. We're going to hear from D Ford potential defensive player of the year in the conversation here at the halfway mark. You're going to hear from Bradley Chubb, Chris Harris. We'll hear from head coach Andy Reid as well coming up on the other side. And we have lines open for you. 576-7610. Chiefs win by 7, 30-23. They're now 7-1, and 3-0 and in the AFC West. Your phone calls, your Chiefs, your calls coming up next right here on 610 Sports Radio. The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Big-time players make big-time plays. 610 Sports Radio. It's time. Time to join the millions of people that meet happy with Zoom video conferencing. Zoom gives you flawless video, crystal clear audio, and instant sharing across any mobile, tablet, or desktop device. But the best thing about Zoom? It just works. So ditch the distractions, join the movement, and meet happy with Zoom video conferencing. Visit zoom.us to set up your free account today. That's Zoom.us. Zoom video conferencing. What if I told you there was a website that was a one-stop shop for all of your Kansas City Chiefs news? What if I told you that site provided headlines, to-the-minute updates, film reviews, hot takes, Chiefs videos, and more? What if I told you there was no Chiefs website on the planet that updated their site more often? All Chiefs all the time. Arrowheadpride.com. Second down and nine. Hey, run, 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 Patrick Mahomes. Touchdown. Sammy Watkins. Oh, yeah. 13-yard <laughs> toss. Yeah, I mean, always. In every single play, they have to respect uh, Tyreek's speed, uh, Sammy's speed, and Kelsey's ability to make plays. And so... I feel like uh, if we, when we're clicking all cylinders uh, and today when we're spreading the ball around, it's hard for the defense to account for everybody. I mean, it's two touchdown Watkins, they call him. Sammy Sweetheart, the sweetest chief you'll ever meet. Oh, that's, <laughs> how many of these you got? You save them all up? Is that what you do? You know what? Pete Sweetie, editor, editor-in-chief over at AeroidBride.com. Ken Swanson as well. Your phone calls at 576-7610 is the phone number we want to hear from you. Uh, if you're leaving Arrowhead after today's win, love to hear from you as well. CBS on the play-by-play there. And Patrick Mahomes, your quarterback afterwards. Chiefs now 7-1. and one. Uh, The last couple of callers have brought up some points, and we had to get to Mahomes, and we're going to get to Andy Reid here in just a second and more to the, to the Chiefs. Uh, the, the Neil, who called in from Lone Jack, right before we went to Mahomes, brought up acquiring that player. I asked you guys at the trade deadline if today's performance – would influence what Brett Veach did or did not do. Did today's game make you lean one way or the other before Tuesday's trade deadline? I think if there's anything that's going to alter something, it wouldn't have been today. It's going to be the time frame and the 11th hour coming where teams are either rising their prices or lowering them and maybe a price change because uh, at the last minute a deal might get made and and Brett was only uh, willing to go so far with with this pick or that pick. I think if there's any change, it'll happen close to the deadline. I don't think today had anything to do with it unless there was a significant injury. Like, for for example, if they know more about an Anthony Hitchens that he might miss extended time now, maybe you go get an inside linebacker, that type of thing. 
Aside from injury, no. No, I think that's right. I think it's contingent on, you know, how much he's willing to give up and what the current situation is with a guy like Anthony Hitchens. Um, there's a couple guys out there that would be really fun to have. Landon Collins, if he is available, would be a lot of fun to have. But, um, I mean, they've still got they still got help on the way, uh, potentially with Eric Berry and Justin Houston. What's going to happen if Barry doesn't come back? Well, all of this talk about, like, how many times on this radio station have Fesco and Klingler have Show and Vern, C-Dot, Bink at Night, U2, Barber when he's sitting in here, when Sean Barber's not busy working at Arrowhead. How many times, like, what count are we at when it, we mention Eric Barry's comeback? It's already, in my opinion, embarrassing for Brett Veach to have not put him on injured reserve. If this player was on your 53-man roster for the entire year and wasn't a redshirt year like built in like a Khalil McKenzie and you just kept him on, didn't really have a feel for this and, and didn't understand it, that's embarrassing if you're an organization. But that just feels like a disconnect between player and team almost too. Because it, it is. And that's in that shouldn't you shouldn't you which is who and ultimately whose fault is that? That's the organization. I yeah, you're probably right, but at the same time, like something doesn't feel right with that situation and it hasn't for a couple of weeks. And I yeah, I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, like who What's brought it? But I mean, who 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 signed? You know what I mean? Who brought him on? Who kept him on the roster? Didn't right. Like, I don't know. It, it may, unless and who knows if this information will ever come out. Unless it was to the point where Eric Berry in training camp said to this team, "You know, I think I'll be ready soon," and has just continued saying that week after week after week. There's no way to know that though. But that's I'm kind of wondering. Like, I'm not trying to come out here and blame Eric Berry or anything, but like, you would think that they would be doing. They would be putting him on ARI if they thought he was going to be ready before the first half of the season, and here we are. They would have. In my opinion, as of today, you officially got word that the team thought he'd be back before now. So I, why is there such a disconnect? But ultimately, is that Barry's fault? You think? Is that, who, who's to blame for this mess? Then? I'm not trying to blame Eric Barry, but there just seems to be, I mean, there seems to be a disconnect. So is Eric Barry, did Eric Barry say he was going to be back quicker? Did he think he was going to be back quicker? Was there a setback? Was there a setback? Was there a, maybe, maybe he said, maybe I'll, be, there was I'll, a be, setback. I'll be back by week five. I'll be back after the first one, after the quarter poll, and then he stubbed his toe, and now he has a hangnail. I will say the reason that you don't know the answer to this question is, it, it's here's, here's the deal. It's somebody's fault. Andy <laughs> Reid has kept a hold on this situation, and we don't know if it's right. Eric's fault. We don't know if it's the trainer's fault. We don't know if it's the setback's fault. And that's because Andy Reid does a really good job of not burying anybody. Like, that's why even at, we haven't heard many of this this year. But that's why after losses, when us as the media is trying to say, well, Andy, whose damn fault was it? He goes, well, it was my fault. Same thing with here. I just don't think he wants to reveal too much because this mess, it's either Brett Veach's fault, it's either the training staff's fault, or it's either Eric himself's fault for misleading his organization. But that will never maybe, we'll maybe never find that out because of the way Andy acts. It could be a little bit of both, or all three, too. It really could. There could be little pieces here, and it's the perfect storm of awful for this to happen at the same time, too. Because maybe, you know, like you said, maybe there was a setback. From the text line, 69306, Ron Parker today, which a lot of people on the text line are hoping we get to Ron Parker here. But, and for good reason. But this in the text line, Ron Parker made me want Collins, Landon Collins, even more. And I hope they have DJ's number on speed dial in case Hitchens is gone for a while. Let's take the first half of that. Does watching Ron Parker, nicknamed Toast, does watching him today <laughs> make you want LC more? LC for Kelsey? It makes you feel like you either want a healthy Eric Berry back or someone brought in for sure. And maybe Collins is the fit over Peterson. Sorry, Ron and Vern. 
but to me, I look at Ron Parker, and he, you know, he was cut by Atlanta. He was available to anyone in the league. I think he came back because he knows this system. I said this on the halftime show. I think he came back to the Chiefs because he knows this system. I don't necessarily know if Ron Parker is playing anywhere else in the league, if he's starting anywhere else in the league. And to me, that's a little troubling when you think about safety depth. And it's like that's what kind of makes you think, will they go and make a move if, the, if a price for a Collins was right in Brett Veach's mind? I was talking to uh, to Craig Stout and Matt Lane, the nerd squad together. We were all discussing. Landon Lucas was off the field late in the game, and Ron Parker stayed on it. Almost looked like Landon Lucas got – or Jordan Lucas got Whoa. benched. Was that a Freudian slip? No, Landon Lucas is uh, Kansas Jayhawks. <laughs> oh, power say. forward from a few years ago. <laughs> Me and Craig do that all the time. Uh, but anyway, so Jordan Lucas was benched, it looked like, late in the game, and Ron Parker stayed on the field. What What is Bob Sutton watching – seeing Ron Parker be flat-footed on two big plays, one giving up a touchdown, one leading to a touchdown, and then almost giving up a touchdown to Jeff Howerman in the in the red zone trying to chase him. Ron Parker was terrible today. There's a reason it isn't the Parker locomotive. <laughs> it's, it is not the Parker locomotive. It's the Parker rail cart because it takes two people... <laughs> Get, to make it hey, work. We got Andy Reid coming up in just a sec. We'll want to get to Phil first in Wichita. Phil, you're on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, Phil? Mahomes. Hey, guys. <laughs> uh, Such an appropriate response. That works, man. Hey, that's all good. What's going on? I, I listen by the podcast, so I, I, I don't know what y'all have been talking about. But, man, this is a defense. I mean, we were just getting shredded out there. Eight, ten yards before the guy even, guy even made contact in time. Just luckily they were able to make a few big plays here and there to get us off field, but man, that's just kind of scary. Phil, Phil, give, was, give me another Mahomes before we, we we get out, man. Give me another Mahomes. Mahomes. <laughs> I was shocked. That, I, I was that shocked guy. that Vance Joseph. Like, you look at this team again, and I feel like it happened in the Monday night game. Run game is working. Yet they insisted on throwing this ball so much today, and it's like you watch Philip Lindsay. It's pretty clear, like, the Chiefs' defense is struggling to stop Phillip Lindsay. You're insisting on going with Case Keenum. I know it's not that simple. It's not that simple. But at, but at, but at the same time, I, I mean. I felt, like they, I felt like they gave the ball an appropriate amount to the run game. I really, I don't think, I think their balance was actually working Denver, for them. after they were getting seven and a half yards per carry in the first That's quarter. That's what I'm saying. Why would you even, like, even if they stacked nine in the box, they were like, the daring Kansas City to tackle them, and they couldn't do anything. I thought it was stupid by Denver. Part of it's game script too, though. I mean, that is it's part of sure. part of it is the game script. They're trailing for most of the game. Uh, let's hear from the head coach of your Kansas City Chiefs. We got Andy Reid for you right now, uh, addressing the media after the thirty twenty three win over the Denver Broncos. All right, um, as far as the injuries go, um, Tyreek um, strained his groin. We'll just see how he does here, and then uh, Frank Zombo's left hamstring. Um, was tweaked. I, we'll just see how he does here over the next little bit. And then Anthony Hitchens uh, got hit in the ribs uh, with a helmet. And we'll see how he does um, as we go forward. So uh, nothing to announce on those things uh, now. Listen, all in all, uh, a good way. This is a tough football team. That's done a good job with it. And uh, with them, and they, it seems like every time we play them, it comes right down to the wire and no different. Today, um, it's great to see our defense step up there at the end and makes the plays. And um, with the two turnovers, I mean those those are great and uh, opportunistic, man. So um, and we're able to come out on top. Uh, 
And then, listen, there are, there are some, obviously there are some good individual uh, uh, efforts there. So uh, whether it's Sandy Watkins on the offensive side uh, doing a nice job, the offensive line, we, you know, we had a few injuries there, guys stepping up there and playing uh, good football. Kels uh, had some big plays for us. Uh, um, 24, he, he, uh, Kareem, he had some great plays for us. So um, uh, it's uh, it was beautiful on that that part of it. D Ford continues to play well. Uh, Kendall Fuller had both those two had huge plays uh, down the stretch. Um, and uh, we'll leave it at that. I, mean, I can keep going on this. Uh, obviously, the quarterback uh, was involved in for that too. So I thought I thought all in all, it was a, a good team win. And uh, all three phases uh, stepped up when they needed to step up. Andy didn't mention Ron Parker having a good game when he was going through his roster, reading over who participated in today's game. I think he named everybody but Ron Parker. I believe he did. With good reason. Did Kendall Fuller have good have a good game? Yeah, I thought so. A couple of times, man, I don't know. That interception down the sideline was, was, was special. Does that make up for blowing the coverage on the long play to Emmanuel Sanders? It's just hard. I, I, think, I think that was Ron. I think that was on Ron <laughs> Parker. I think it's hard to, especially when coverage is, it's hard to really get a feel for what happened until you look at the footage from, from afar. Yeah. Uh, Kendall, by all indication, it looked like he had a decent game and capped it off with the interception. I, it's Like I said, it's just hard to really know. Kent will right tell now. us the pro football focus score later on today. He <laughs> will have worried, that for I'm not us. worried about that. Andy Reid stepping back to the microphone. Yeah, I'll take the responsibility for the offensive part. I could have given him a little, few better things to work with. Um, you get in those situations, you got to you got to hold on to the football, especially when your defense is turning it over for you. So uh, we've got to do a better job with that. But I thought the defense did a heck of a job of getting the ball back I mean, back to us. So without that, uh, you know, it's even a closer game than what it, what it was. So. Yeah, I think. Listen, I mean, some of these guys are doing a nice job after the catch. Um, some of the same guys who were here last year, but then we've had a couple of additions, so um, it, it's fun to watch them. You know, Sammy had a couple today, and. I, you know, I told you when he gets a ball, it's like giving it to a running back. He, he plays so physical, and I, I wouldn't just say it's a it's a quarterback. I mean that's not fair to Alex I, um, for the job, the great job that he did when he was here. So, but he's a part of it too. So I, uh, Patrick's done a nice job. I'm not slighting that at all either. So he's done a very nice job, but Alex did too when he was here. So. Yeah, I love him. I mean, his approach uh, has been unbelievable. He just comes out, doesn't say, works hard. Uh, he's never concerned about how many catches he has or any of that for a big-time receiver. That's that's unique. And um, and he knows. I mean, I, I mentioned it to the guys. There's only one ball, and we've got a bunch of guys that are pretty good players. So uh, just when you have an opportunity, be a part of that. And, and uh, he's he's done that, so he's done a nice job with it. The love for Alex Smith in the uh, the Andy Reid post game press conference today. Yeah, Andy loves Alex, and I think it was hard for him to move on. I think he realized he had to do it when the Chiefs understood that this kid was special, and so you'll never get a bad word at or even a thought from Andy Reid on Alex Smith, uh, just because of I think what he was able to do here. At the same time, uh, Patrick Mahomes just tied Alex Smith's touchdown pass output from last year in its game eight. So. Uh, I'm. I think we're okay here. You see Alex Smith today? 
Alex won another ball game. He just wins. Didn't have great stats. I mean, it was fine. Solid. Andy Reid and Alex Smith are a lot alike. Like they, <laughs> they don't really win the big one, but they do well in the regular like, season. Alex Smith doesn't have really like <laughs> a, a flashy, flashy plays, and Andy Reid will never give you that flashy, flashy press conference. But then you go and look at their record in the regular seasons, and it's incredible. Now you go to the playoffs, different story for both guys. But but for, as far as regular season. It's hard to beat either of these guys. Andy Reid's stats for this postgame are exactly the same as Alex Smith's for the game today when they beat Washington or they beat uh, the Giants. Andy Reid, 20 of 32 for 178 yards and a touchdown. Alex Smith gives you nothing in the postgame press conference. Yeah, Alex, uh, Alex, you'd have to really dig something out of. He, he had a tendency to, when you would ask him questions, if he like really didn't like the question, he'd cut you off and go, yeah, and like before you could even get the full question out. Like that? Yeah, kind of like, kind of like a... <laughs> Really, his acknowledgement of your question not being good enough. The uh, Alex Smith win, yeah. QB win today, mm-hmm. 20 of 32, 178 yards, 5.6 yards per attempt. Hey, in wow. that big win against the Can't, mighty New York Giants. That's a divisional win hate, right hate, there. Hate on me all you want. It's one win, whether it be by seven, <laughs> whether it be by a couple point. It's one win. Seven, 13, 25, Doesn't matter. 40. Can't. I don't want pro football focus numbers have your win total at over there. I'll take it. Let's hear from Andy Reid one more time uh, after today's win. Yeah, how good was that one? Man? That was great. And especially for a guy from Villanova. And, you know, he, he did a heck of a job right there. So I, I, we appreciate him getting back in there. Um, does his ankle feel perfect? No, I mean, doesn't feel, no, nobody feels perfect right, right about this time of the year. But... Um, he's, he really pushed himself to get back in there, and then he makes a huge play like that. I mean, it's a tribute to the kid, and uh, he's a tough, tough nut. Yeah, he just he dinged his shoulder a little bit. He's, yeah, he's okay. Yeah, you know, I debated on it, and I just thought, uh, what the heck, let's go. Man. Let's roll. You know? I mean, I, why, you know, why pull back now? So um, that was uh, the approach, and we've had, we had, I had a play that I liked. You know? Sometimes you get to that point, and you go, eee. It's a 50-50 shot. This one here, I'm going, we have a whole lot of options on it and with some pretty good players uh, touching it. So, dialed it up and good things happened. And, uh, you know, Kareem, he, that vertical deal he's doing. No, no, he did a great job there. He's playing real good football now. I, I'm having a hard time believing anybody at that position is playing better. I mean, his numbers aren't huge, but he's catching the ball, he's running the ball, he's you know, hurdling people. Yeah, listen, they're doing a nice job. They've been forced into into playing, right? So it's um, whatever they don't know, they're going to do whatever they do know, you know, 100, per, 100 miles an hour. And even if they don't know it, they're going 100 miles an hour. So um, and doing a, I think, doing a nice job. Every week they're getting they're getting a little bit better. Thus, they're getting more play time and and um, been pleased with those guys. Been pleased with their approach. You know, they, they come out. Take a nice business approach to it. Yeah, well, it's great to see because he's worked so hard to get himself back where he can, uh, where he can play and be strong, strong enough to endure a, a season. <clears throat> and so you're you're pulling for him. I mean, it's a uh, those are those are the guys you pull for, and and I'm glad he's having success. Um, selfishly, I'm glad he's having success. Um, like everybody in this room, we're we're glad that he's doing his thing. But for the kid, I mean, the the hours that he spent. In that training room, getting himself back. I mean, I'm just I'm happy as can be for him. There's Andy Reid, uh, his post-game press conference for you right here on 610 Sports Radio after the uh, 30-23 win. Chiefs over the Broncos, 3-0 in the AFC West. What does that mean, guys? And we're going to hear from a lot of players coming up here in a second. And by the way, if you want to talk about today's win and your Kansas City Chiefs, 
576-7610. Got a line open for you right now. 576-7610. They're 3-0 and in the AFC West. Pete, what's that mean? I mean, it's still October. I mean, as long as the Chargers stay within pace of, of one game, you know, right now the Chiefs are 7-1 and one, the Chargers are 5-2, and two, leading up to their, their uh, matchup, it, nothing. I mean, you need to get a two-game lead over the rest of these teams as long as you still have one game re- remaining. The division isn't over. As much as people like to say, okay, uh, the division is wrapped up at 7-1, and one, while that would be nice, the Chargers are right there. So as long as they keep playing well, it's still uh, not a, not not over yet in the AFC West. And then I look at, again, after the Chargers, and, and if you can get over them and continue winning, then you think about being one of the top two seeds and, and even, you know, making sure that you have a better record than the New England Patriots so you can get home field throughout. I mean, Arrowhead Stadium hasn't necessarily been the kindest to the Chiefs, whether it be the regular season or the playoffs. I think sometimes we we overhype that uh, quote-unquote Arrowhead advantage. I don't know if it necessarily makes a difference, but that being said, you certainly don't want to be playing in Foxborough. So I think you know that. So keeping that in mind, you want to get home field advantage. Yeah, I think the AFC West isn't really the loftiest expectation for this group right now, and it's definitely trying to get that one seed. I mean, the Chiefs still have two games against the Raiders. So there's there's a big help right there. I mean, it's the Chiefs have about locked up a playoff spot, and they're pushing. Playoffs is done. It's, it's a lock. It's a lock. I mean, that's happening. And now they're just trying to get a one seed. I so mean, that, they're you're, not. You're already just getting the numbers ready to put on that banner. Are we just going to stitch it in 2018? Playoff AFC, appearance. Play, yeah. Playoff appearance. Yep. All yep. right. Yep. I mean, if they're seven and one, a collapse here would be epic. You would need play the mon- Raiders twice. You would need a monumental collapse to miss the postseason at this point. I don't want to say this. Don't, don't, no, 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 no. I'm going to say it. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, on Twitter at Kent. Are you underscore Swanson? Just yeah. want to make sure. At Kent, at Kent unders- If you hate what he has to say on Twitter, at Kent unders- underscore Swanson. The Chiefs are a lock for the playoffs if Chad Henney starts the next no! season. No! <laughs> hey, no! Chris, hey, Chris. Chris, cut his mic off. You can't, you can't say anything else for the rest of the program. Oh, oh my God. Should I cut his mic off for that joke? Oh, that yeah. was so I'm Chad. Gonna, I'm going to do very solo. This a very a solo performance here. Yeah. This could be the Mike Wicked show for yeah. the hour. It's going to just be me belittling people. No, 576-7610 is the phone number. I, you know what's the thing? With that schedule, I don't think Kent's all that off. I don't think Kent is all that off. The AFC Thank is you, a hot, steaming pile of garbage after you get out of Kansas City most likely New England, and then who else? The Chargers, the Steelers. I mean, mm-hmm. are the Steelers getting back? Who knows what's going on with Le'Veon Bell? At 7-1, and one, you know, should Pat Mahomes quit on this team and go vacation in Fiji for the next eight weeks? <laughs> then is Henny good enough to get you three wins? Two? And against get, the Raiders? Yeah, two against the Raiders. You got the Browns. You got the I Cardinals. Don't think, I don't think it's a, it's a done deal that Chad Henny's beating the Raiders, guys. I'm telling you. I, I don't. I don't think it's... But the Browns. But the Cards. I like the Browns against Chad Henney. They got the Browns, the Cardinals, the Raiders twice. True. I like Chad against the Cardinals and the Raiders. I don't know about the Browns. That's still nine. That's still nine. That's nine wins. That's a playoff spot. I think probably a playoff spot. You know know what? If it it came down to it, you bring Chase up. You don't bring Chase up. You only bring (laughs) Chase up if you have to have a Hail Mary from the 20. It is lit. All right. It's the only way. How about we get back to reality and Mahomes is still in there. Mahomes is still lighting it up. I mean, I don't know where there, there is going to be at least one more loss on this schedule. Could be a Mexico. It could be the Chargers. 
Hell, they could go to Seattle and lose. This team may never lose again. Mike. Oh, my I mean, come God. On. The, the big stretch here, the big stretch for the Chiefs yeah. for a one seed. We'll start talking about it. It's uh, at home against the Ravens, at home against the Chargers. Win-win. On the road against the Seahawks. That's that's a tough game. Don't we'll let I, I, Look, but Seahawks <laughs> went on the road and won at Detroit. I think they're 4-3. and three. They still have the luckiest human being on the planet, and that's Russell Wilson. Everything always goes that guy's way. Wow. I hate him. Everything goes Russell Wilson's way. <laughs> All right. I didn't realize you hated Russell Wilson this one. I think he's still he's still scarred from the uh, from the replacement refs like Every, five years ago. Everything Russell Wilson touches turns to gold, except for when he decides to throw uh, from the one in the Super Bowl. Every other time, <laughs> it always works that's out a, for that's him. That's a big damn if, Mike. Though, I mean, come on, <laughs> that's a that's an enormous if. Raiders, Seahawks, Chargers, Ravens close out the season. That's at least two, likely three, and potentially four more wins. Is this fifteen and one good? Is this fourteen and two good? Fourteen and two is not out of the realm of possibility. I think the difference that you're finding here is I said it a little bit. I don't know if it was a week ago or two weeks ago, but the Chiefs are to the point where other teams are needing to play perfect games to yeah. beat them. And even when they aren't playing perfect game, it sometimes still isn't enough because the Chiefs are that good. So to me, like today, I I don't think it was a complete effort. I don't think they played. All that well. I didn't look at this game and say, man, that's how you win a football game. But still, the Broncos just weren't good enough because the Chiefs are that good. Travis Kelsey had a C-minus game. Started the game off with drops. Tyree Two drops Hill, in a row. Tyreek Hill got relatively contained to 70 yards. And you still had Kareem Hunt going off and doing what Kareem Hunt does. And Sam Watkins coming in. Getting 106 yards. That, two touchdowns. It's one of those football cliches that the best teams, they can still find a way to win when it, you know they're not necessarily playing right. their best game. Here you have the Chiefs not playing their best game. They put up 30 points and beat the Broncos by a touchdown. I think that's why Sammy Watkins is here, to create more margin for error with your offense. You've got to shut down a lot of guys. There's four guys. Sammy Watkins is fourth in the pecking order, and he'd be first on a lot of good football teams. Mm, I don't know. First on a lot of bad football teams. I don't think good. Like the, Ra- may- the Ravens are, what, 5-3 and three right now? And he's their best receiver. I don't know if Sammy Watkins is a number one receiver. Sammy oh Watkins is gosh. not the number one guy in I just don't think he. I don't think he thrives in that role. I think he thrives in a role like this. He's still going to get. He's on pace for 1,100 yards from scrimmage. That's a great sixth option. (laughs) That's that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Chad, you're next up. What's going on, man? Thanks for hanging. Your Chiefs are seven and one. They are, and I tell you what, I'm completely fed up with my buddy who is still butthurt to this day that the Chiefs picked Patrick Mahomes over anybody else. Who's mad Including about... Like wait, 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 wait. Who's, who's, who's mad they drafted Pat Mahomes that claims to be a Chiefs fan? And he wanted Deshaun Watson or, I don't know, Aaron Rodgers' half-disabled cousin. I don't know. But I'm sick of dealing with him. I'm out. Chad out. Thank you, Chad. <laughs> okay. Just moving on. Just going to... I love drinking on Sundays. Five seven six seven six ten. If you're leaving Arrowhead, if you're hanging out in the parking lot, love to hear from you. Uh, coming up next, you are going to hear from a potential defensive player of the year. D Ford spoke to the media at length after today's win. Big sack for D Ford today in the win over the Broncos, and you'll hear from D Ford next. The Seventh Street Casino Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Big time players make big time plays. Six Ten Sports Radio. 
Some listen for the best Chiefs guest. Some listen for K-State play-by-play. Some listen because that other station is just so staticky. But some just want to get paid. And we're cool with that. Win up to 12K a day. You guys are awesome! Listen weekdays from 7 to 7 for your shot at 1,000 on the 30. Your Chiefs, K-State, Crystal Clear, and Cash Station. 610 Sports Radio. First and ten, a crumbling pocket and from behind. He's brought down by Ford again. Down at the 12. As Ford climbs on his back, had a sack the last series. It's another sack right there. One of three for D. Ford in the win today. Pete Sweeney and Ken Swanson here from ArrowheadPride.com. I'm Mike Wickett. Glad to have you on the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Let's go inside that Chiefs locker room after a 30-23 win over the rival Broncos and hear from D. Ford. <laughs> There are times where you know the tackles like the beat before the snap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's hard to process like after the play, but I know uh, that's why the get offs are so crucial. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. And, and you know that, the, what, what is it, body language of the tackles are pretty set up? Is it a few I can tell where my hips are positioned and where his, basically where his outside arm and his leg is. It's now he has to turn and run. It's no longer a kick. You gotta remember he's backpedaling, and I'm running. So I should, you should be able to win that race. Did that happen on all three of them today? No, nah, um, they were they were different. Um, I think on the, I can't. <laughs> I can't. It happens so fast. Uh, it happened a few times. So when you're in those situations, I mean, do do you have a different gear that you go to? And are you saying, hey, strip sack time? Or are you kind of doing what you do? No, nah, you can't You can't say that. I'd be lying if I did. You have to rush each time like you want, like you want to get there. Um, it was times I won when there wasn't a sack. So you just never know when he's going to hold it and when everything is going to kind of work itself out. When did you start to figure out how to execute the strip sack? And, and what are the techniques necessary to, to make that play happen? Uh, we've all known the technique. It's just a, a matter of getting better at executing it. Uh, we all work it. We've been working this since college, maybe high school. With the way the league has gone, the evolution of, of football, we're working it in high school. So it's just a, a matter of execution and just being more efficient. When you feel like you get there, you almost avert your eyes towards the ball. Like if you know I'm one step away, now we're now locate the football. Yeah, every, it's, and it's all instinctive, and that's the progression that you practice. Uh, you break pass rush down to the get off, to the move, um, to the finish, which is the strip sack is part of it. Does it ever cross your mind, the stuff, I mean, maybe I didn't see it before, but you are in a contract season. They talk about that that big boost that kind of comes from that. Does that ever, mm-hmm. like, I want to perform to make sure that that part's taken care of next. Does that ever cross your mind in seasons like this, when you're, especially when you're performing well? I mean, it does, but I shut it off because I've said this before. I don't really do this for money. Uh, it's not a lot that I need at this point in my life. Uh, I'm not motivated by money. I love to play. I put a lot of work, a lot of time into this game and into my craft. Uh, money is not the motivator. The game is the motivator and the privilege to be able to play and play at a high level. What have you seen from Greenland on the other side? You know, since Justin's been hurt, um, you know him and Tano. How have you seen the play? Guys, great, great job stepping up, man. Uh, 
he's been able to keep working even in the midst of not playing as much and that's hard to do and it's just a credit to his uh, a credit to his film study and just working uh, his consistency and that's important for rookies and coming into this thing you're not going to play as much as you want but his focus is on point so that's why he's getting success are you at the point right now where a, a three sack game feels normal no three sack game never feels normal I, I would any pass rusher. Now, that's the expectation, but it just doesn't always happen that way. Uh, it still feels great. Yes, say, how does this one feel then Yeah, for it you? feels great. It always feels great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you just talked about the uh, sudden change and defense reacting after that, like my mm-hmm. turnover. Why do you feel like you guys seem to do well with it? I, mean, I think today was another time where you guys got the ball right back. What, right. Is there a mindset change? It's a, change? it's a mindset. It's a point of emphasis. Is what we practice in training camp. Is what we practice in OTAs. Um, this is why Andy and Bob and uh, EB is so great uh, with what they do with us and as far as how we develop our habits. It's, we all said it at the same time. So, okay, sudden change, let's go. So it's just it's the mindset. When you get in third and long situations, is it the same thing? Is there a switch that flips in those situations that you know Always, time to go? Always, every third down. Every third down. Uh, like I said, this is how we train. And if you are a good team, I'm pretty sure every team practices those situations. And the mindset flips. Where's the defense now compared to where it was week one? Uh, We're getting better, man. We still got a a long way to go, a lot of things to clean up, uh, especially me individually. And it starts with the individual, and we all know that. So we're just going to keep working. Uh, Thanks, D. Thanks, D. Thank you. Thank you. There's D Ford after today's win. If we can go back and for the sake of his future – if we can go back and find the uh, the the clip there, I know Chris is going to try to grab this real quick, where D Ford is asked about the future and dollars, and he says, "I'm not motivated by money. I want every Chiefs fan to remember that when he signs a six-year, twelve million dollar contract in the future, because he wants to <laughs> remain with an organization that he thinks has a good chance to win. Not when he signs the." five-year, $80 million contract with 27 guaranteed or whatever. There are players out there, and usually you'll see it from quarterbacks that will take a little bit less money so that they can surround themselves with actual weapons. Only Brady. That has to be a situation where, you know, your endorsements are there. I don't know. When Giselle's your wife and she's making plenty of money. I would say, yes, (laughs) I would say that, um, yes, D Ford is going to try to make as much money as he can possibly make, which he should. Uh, And, I am eager to see what the Chiefs end up doing here. I was, I'll admit it, I was in the camp that said no matter what happens this season, you have to move on from D Ford, whether he plays well enough um, and, and, you know, up to like 10, 11 sacks, has some production. I was like, you got to move on because you don't know about the injuries or he'll play poorly enough where you'll just move on anyway. I didn't expect him to be one of the best defensive players in the league, and I think now you're in a situation where you're probably going to have to franchise tag him. He's, he's going to be top five uh, in sacks. For the NFL this year at this point. At least. Yeah. Well, no, I was looking at it earlier. I think he's tied for with J.J. Watt. Depends on what guys like uh, Von Miller did. I don't remember how many sacks he got today. Stuff like that. So he's and close. For what it's worth, too, I mean, I think NFL fans with the pro football focuses, we were joking before, are getting a little bit smarter. Whereas you start, you're starting to realize, I think, even the average NFL fan, it's not all about sacks, no. uh, which, which is a good thing. And he leads the league, or at least coming into the day, in pressures. And that's what's more important. And then as you continue to get consistent pressures like that, eventually you're going to get sacks. And I think that's where you saw him finally get three of those today. Here's D Ford. At this point in my life, 
uh, I'm not motivated by money. I love to play. I put a lot of work, a lot of time into this game and into my craft. Uh, money is not the motivator. The game is the motivator. Money is not the motivator. I'm sorry. Do we have a BS alarm? Every player is motivated by money. I can do it with money. my mouth. Do I'm going to do it? Yeah, go ahead. Can, I'm you, not can, you play that, can you play that clip for me yes. one more time? Yeah, here we go. Here we go. At this point in my life, uh, I'm not motivated by money. I love to play. I put a lot of weight, a lot of time into this game and into my craft. Uh, here you go. Money is not the motivator. The game is the motivator. It's a privilege to be able to play and play at a high level. All right. Again, with all due respect to every NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, MLS athlete ever who makes millions of dollars, do not insult our intelligence. You're not playing this game because you love to play. You might partially love to play the game, sure. But the reason you're playing is for millions. All right? I mean, and, and, and good for you because you can make it, and I never could. I co- I consider it. I mean, having that talent and, and that work ethic to use that talent, mm-hmm. it takes the, the right person to do that. But it really is. Uh, I, I sometimes look at it as if if you're if you're blessed with you know your God given ability, it's it's almost kind of like controlled lottery tickets. Like D Ford is blessed with all this ability, and he puts in this work, and he, and he has a better chance than the average person to now make millions and millions of dollars. Like that's to me is what it is, and he should, and he should make as much as he possibly can because. Uh, we see in the National Football League, it only takes a play. Looking at you, Jamal Charles, and then all of a sudden, your see your entire career could be over. Sure, you know. Right. So, so, let him make as much money as he possibly can. Myself, Matt, and Craig have the conversation about D Ford and his contract, what to do, what they should do, what they might do, literally every single week. And Matt Lane has been on the sign. D Ford, extend D Ford to a three, four year deal. Keep that thing rolling. Me and Craig are starting to get to the point where we're like, okay, maybe we, maybe the Chiefs should franchise tag D Ford this year. I think year that's the move because he has thirteen million dollars. He hasn't proven that he could stay consistently healthy, and right. when that's the case, I just don't think you can give him again because we're beating this to a dead horse a little bit. So I apologize, but that's why you're running into situations with Justin Houston and, and Eric Berry. You've signed them now to these deals, and they're not playing. Right, and that's the biggest question. Like, as far as I mean, even if D Ford continues this toward pace, he winds up with 16 sacks this year. Now you're running the risk of tying up big money into Eric Berry, into Justin Houston, and into D Ford. That's a very volatile group that could wind up being what's going on right now. All three of them could be off the field at some point next year. And for what it's worth, too. I, I always try to preface it with this. I mean, Sean's been in here, a former player, and Sean's like, well, you know, I don't ever really talk about a player's money. They, he hates it. I don't have any problem with how much anyone in this world makes. Go out in the, in the world and make as much money as you possibly can. What I have a problem with is in the NFL because there's a, such a, only so much cap percentage. Right. Like, the Chiefs were up against the cap this year, and that's why they couldn't go get more help in the secondary. I mean, how much did we talk about Bashad Breeland this summer? The reason the Chiefs couldn't sign him is because he wanted more money. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like... If the Chiefs just could have paid him that money, like in MLB, they would have. But they, it's it's cap percentage. I don't care. Go make as much money as you can. As you can. Right. I don't. It's care. cap percentage. Just tell me. Either give me the cliche that you know what we'll worry about our contract and everything in the future in the off season, or just straight up tell me I'm looking to get paid because I'll believe you. But once again, have your BS ready, your BS alarm ready, because here you go. At this point in my life. Uh, I'm not motivated by money. I love to play. I put a lot of work, a lot of time into this game and into my craft. Uh, 
money is not the motivator. The game is the motivator. And it's the privilege to be able to play and play at a high level. And he does. He's a he's having a great year. He could be the defensive player of the year. I have no idea where we're going to be at eight weeks. Hopefully, he's able to play at this level for Chiefs fans' sake at the next at this level for the next eight weeks. I I don't see any sign of it stopping as long as he continues to stay healthy. There right. have been the injury concerns in the past. There were injury concerns this year. Well, that's the big question. I mean, right. that's that. I mean, it, what he's doing right now is remarkable. It's fantastic. It's a great performance. He's got to be able to do it for. 14, 15, 16 games. Let's go to Chris in Jefferson City. What's up, Chris? Chiefs are 7-1. and one. Uh, Dorian O'Daniel. I think he's underrated, and I think he's the future. I, I can't really figure out the position that he is in, kind of like a Eric Berry slash outside linebacker, but he, the guy can tackle. How much more does he have to be on the uh, on the field in your mind? Can, Chris, thanks for your call. I mean, it's kind of he's kind of in a weird spot because – He's not going to be great against, you know, runs inside the tackles. I mean, that's not his strength. So teams can run right at him. Matty, Matt Lane was talking today about how, you know, he's having some big struggles trying to disengage from blockers and all that stuff. That's a problem for him. And it's really hard to mask that on three downs. And so it's got to be, you know, game script has to kind of, you know, cater to his abilities for him to be on the field. When he's on the field, you saw late in the game. Mm-hmm. Two outstanding plays. I think both were at or behind the line of scrimmage. Um, those kind of plays, like he's made a couple of those plays the last two weeks, but it's just a matter of being in a game situation, in a script situation where he's able to kind of do the things that he's good at because he can't do everything you need sustainably I mean, listen, on every down. And listen, Dorian O'Daniel, he's in a good spot. He's being coached. By Bobby Defense, baby. <laughs> and Bobby Defense puts Bobby guys defense. in positions to make plays, as we saw today <laughs> with the interception by Kendall. Oh, should I have had that one ready to go? What's Ron Parker's excuse? Uh, we don't have that. No, I don't, I don't, I don't have anything. Lee Flicker, Lindsey back to Keenum, and Keenum downfield and knocked away and picked off on the play by Fuller. What a theft. Right in front of Thomas. Keenum with the interception. Every play-by-play announcer on CBS has said that. Keenum with the interception. In all seriousness, I just want to have a conversation quickly about perception. Because whenever a chief has a bad play, like you were saying, for Ron Parker in this city, what does everyone say on on Twitter in the text line? Fire Bob Sutton, fire Bob Sutton. Right. When the Chiefs pick a ball off like that, does anyone say... Oh, Bob Sutton put put Kendall Fuller in a position to make a play. No, what they say is Kendall Fuller made a great play. Good job by by Brett Veach making a trade. Like Bob Sutton is in such a rut. Like he, it, you you see those Bud Light commercials, the pit of misery. That is where Bob <laughs> Sutton is for Chiefs fans. Like, he can do no right, only wrong for Bob Sutton. I feel bad for the guy because I don't think he's doing as awful as a job as people uh, think this year, just based upon situational defense. The yardage is not great. I don't think it's great across the board for any team, though. You know what I mean? And so. Like, well, teams have scored more points in the first, you know, seven weeks than any seven weeks in the history of the league because that's the way the league is built right now. And the, the NFL right now is is attempt to play complementary football with a clear spike in offensive scoring, too. I think early on it was trying to understand. I mean, even with Pat, too, trying to understand what Pat is capable of, what Pat – like, coaches plan games out. They try to say, this is how this game is going to go. This is about what we're going to try to keep the score at. This is what we're going to try to do to to make that happen, that kind of stuff. 
I mean, Pat probably outkicked his coverage as far as point production. So now they've kind of got to recalibrate some things a little bit here and say, okay, we've got to figure out how to play complementary football for a, a historic offense. You know, like so. I think it's 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 going to take time, and they're still taking time. And I think you're starting to see the fruits of those labor because the last three game or three of the last four games, they've held teams to under 23 points. You think Pat outkicked his coverage? The Chiefs outkicked outkicked their coverage. I mean, in the past, draft picks of, of quarterbacks have been Kevin Hogan. Ugh. This this it, picking him to I you know when people when he was taken tenth. Yeah, people thought it was bold. It was bold, right? But. And people thought, okay, this could finally be our guy. I don't think anyone at the time of the draft no. thought that this was, and I think you could turn into be more certain in saying it, the next Aaron Rodgers. Right. People thought, I mean, the, the consensus on on Patrick Mahomes and trading up to 10 for Patrick Mahomes, there it was not there. People were criticizing it heavily. It was kind of a mixed bag of people that, you know, if you saw the rare, raw talent and you thought, I can get the most out of this kid, then you were all in on it. But if you were basically, you know, like a lot, probably the majority of people thought this was a huge reach and for I'm Patrick at, Mahomes. You know, I, I was in the past with Chiefs.com, moved to Arrowhead Pride, so I feel like I have a pretty good pulse. There are a lot of people who were defending Alex Smith and wanted to move forward with Alex Smith and keep him another season. You don't, you don't even know where any of those people are anymore. Right. They're, they're kind of quiet. They're pretty quiet these days. I mean, if you go back and I, listen to... Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. no. I was going to say, I, I was a big fan of Alex Smith, but I was wrong. If you listen to Travis Kelsey around... I think it was around... Was it the Super Bowl? Yeah. That Alex Smith got traded around that time? Um, He was so quiet, He calm. was despondent. He was... Yeah. He was he, beat up about the fact mm-hmm. that they were moving on from Alex Smith and going to Patrick Mahomes. I'm not sure that it was even a, a widely... I don't think the whole organization was on board this fall or this spring. It was either the Dan Patrick show or the Rich Eisen show, but Kelsey joined recently as part of his Old Spice commercial type thing, and he admitted he wasn't fully on board until week one of this year. That's Travis Kelsey. It's just, it came because I think it was a 10th pick and not like the Chicago Bears trading up to number two to get Mitch Trubisky, so it, it felt a little bit bigger. When you trade up to 10, you say, okay, you, let, you you think this guy has a lot of upside, but who knows what he could be? This guy should have went one overall in the last 10 yeah. drafts. I mean, I, I think he's probably I, maybe Andrew Luck, based on what you've seen to this point, and even then. No, I mean, look at the career Luck's had. I mean, the injury. The injury that's pulled. Ryan Grigson's fault. Let's just say I, that's I Ryan Grigson's that. fault. But I understand that. I mean, no, the Chiefs, the Chiefs mm-hmm. traded up and gave up a decent amount of picks or a decent amount of draft capital to get up to 10. And they still got him on a steal. That's yeah. it's it's verifiable yeah, I, fact right now. I, I would agree with that. And, and all the Deshaun Watson fans, you got your guy, and was and Watson's having a good start to his young career. Injury held him back last year. Threw five on on Thursday night. That dude may be a stud. The Chiefs may have a stud. Mitch Trubisky, I still won't believe in, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, th- this is a good. This is it's a good group of players, and you might have the best one. And let's go inside that other locker room. Let's go inside that Denver locker room here for a second and hear from uh, Bradley Chubb, who had to chase Patrick Mahomes and others a lot today. Good pressure a lot. Good job on y'all. Yeah, appreciate it. Just trying to get after the quarterback, do our job. What was the goal with him? Uh, just make sure he stayed in the pocket and uh, try to contain as much as we could. And so, 
the game plan. How good is he here in Kansas City? They want to annoy him as the next great thing. You've seen him a couple times. What's your impression? Great quarterback, great player. Uh, knows how to make plays with his feet, with his arm. So, uh, great future ahead of him. What was the difference in this game? They just uh, outscored us, put more points up on the board. Three and five halfway points. Sense of urgency become, urgency become real as you look in terms of getting back to postseason. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm a rookie, so uh, I don't know really how how intense it gets. You know what I'm saying throughout the middle of the season, but I'm pretty sure it's going. The energy is going to ramp up. Uh, I know a lot of guys on this team. The whole team pretty much wants to make the wants to go to the playoffs and, and make a run in the playoffs. So if we want to do that, we just got to um, start the winning train. Have we seen your best yet? My best? As a team. Uh, uh, as a team? Uh, I feel like we've seen glimpses as a team, um, but not a full game of our best. So I just got to work on putting it all together. You played a couple of the best teams in the NFL now three total times. And you said a 3-5. Do you feel like you guys are better than, than the record says you are? For sure. I mean, as a team, I feel like we're a great team, but sometimes we don't, uh, you know what I'm saying, we don't, we don't finish. So. How frustrating is it I guess that's all we got to Bradley Chubb. <laughs> we'll hear more from him coming up here in a bit on 610 Sports Radio. Let's stay in that locker room and hear from cornerback Chris Harris. Huh? <laughs> San Diego's pretty, or Los Angeles is pretty well, Oakland high. wasn't anything great, okay? No, nah, Oakland was the next. Old Mile High is no longer existing. Just I'm in a spot where I can't. Y'all don't look too bad on TV. You're looking good, how, how tough was this today? Man, this was one of the hardest losses, man. I I don't had in the regular season. Just fought so hard, try to do whatever we can to win, and just really upset to lose this game. How tired are you of self-inflicted wounds, near misses, and all that other crap? Yeah, I'm tired of it, man. It's just getting fed up with it, really. Just beating ourselves every week. Oh, I can't even count how many penalties we had on ourselves. We just we can't we can't do that. and think we're gonna come in here and beat the Chiefs. When you play a team, Andy Reid, so creative with all those playmakers, how frustrating is it just for 60 minutes, you know, nonstop? I mean, it's just it's what it is, the NFL, and we get paid to shut down people and to guard people and stop the run and do all this stuff. So uh, Andy Reid, they always have a good game plan, but um, we felt like uh, we, we had a good string of stops, and uh, we just – we just uh, needed some more turnovers. Before this game, you called this a season-changing game. Uh, where do you go from here? Just got to keep working right now. It's, 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 it's tough right now, man. I'm in our record three and five. So it's, it's, we got to win every game almost to make it to the playoffs. You, you've seen Mahomes more than anybody in the NFL three, three times. Is he for real? Yeah, oh, yeah. Mahomes is definitely a great player. He's um, He can make all the throws. and. But, um, I mean, we still got to see him play. We got to see him, how he does in the playoffs, how he does the rest of the year before we crown him. You played these enough to beat a team like this, but how much tougher is that yeah. with all the penalties and the stuff? That man, teams? that just kills us, man. We have a nice, get a good defensive stop or something and penalty. Yeah. 
get them in a good situation and penalty. We just kill ourselves. Offense, they had a nice drive going, 20-yard play, penalty. It's just like every time. So we got to figure it out. I don't know what it is. But we knew coming in this game at these refs, they called the most penalties in the league, this set of, this group of officials. So uh, I understood coming in the game that I can't hold. So, I mean, everybody else got to understand that. You can't do that, especially when we got these type of refs. They're going to call everything. You've had to play a couple of the best teams in the league three times now total. You played yeah. them close. Do you feel like kind of got some bad breaks with the schedule? Like, do you feel like you're better than three and five? Uh, I mean, when coming in the season, I thought we had like I thought we were supposed to have like one of the easiest schedules, <laughs> which is funny. It really turned out to be the hardest schedule, really. But I mean, it's the NFL, man. You got to draw. You you know we know what we signed up for. It's a big competition. If you're scared, you can't. You, I mean, you're not gonna make it too long in this league, so. Yeah, we challenge everybody, and uh, I felt like we challenged them a little bit, but there's more. We could have did a little bit better, and uh, they they came to play. They had a, they executed their game plan. When you talk about the refs and the penalties and some of them that I don't know, what just penalties. we were all like, I don't know. How do you channel that that frustration without you know doing something that gets another penalty if you have a crew like this? You got to play smart. Everybody got to play smart. Have great technique. Uh, use your feet, uh, hands properly, and. Uh, we can't beat ourselves versus team. We know that. When you come here, you got to play smart. Uh, we didn't play smart enough here. and uh, We got to figure it out why, why we keep having these same things happen every week. Anything else for Chris, guys? Thanks, Chris. Chris Harris from the uh, Broncos secondary talking to uh, the media after losing to your Kansas City Chiefs today, 30-23. to Chris Harris before the game said that this game could change their season and that the Broncos needed to be focused. They needed to be getting extra film study on the Chiefs so on and so forth. What's telling is at the beginning of this audio, if, if you're just joining us, his comments about how hard they're playing the Chiefs and how badly and how much they're leaving it out on the field, doing everything they possibly can and still walking away with the loss, like that's how good the Chiefs are. And I understand there's things to point out and complain about. Ron Parker, some of the defensive plays, some of the early mistakes by the Chiefs offense. But at the end of the day, all that matters is you get the W each and every week. And the Chiefs have done that now seven times out of eight. It hasn't always looked pretty. But as you can hear in Harris's voice, they're demoralizing teams. Well, and I think this game did change their season. I think this is the, I mean, honestly, this is it. They are, they're done. Right. Bury them. And all this drama uh, that they've been experiencing this week, it's only going to get worse now. Because they went out and they fought and they tried to focus through all that stuff. And then they still caught the loss. So, um, this I the the Chiefs buried them. They buried them today. Broncos season over. Yeah, Broncos season over. Pete, uh, it's so hard for me to be like this. It's something drastic would have to change. I I think you you see what they do at this trade deadline. They've been involved in a lot of different talks. They go and trade Demarius Thomas. That locker room is done. To me, I I think that's your white flag on at least this season. And you look at Elway, and there's talk about Elway's decisions after the Peyton Manning era. I just wonder how the rest of this goes. They've lost one, or they've they've won one of their last six games, and that one win came against the Arizona Cardinals. I just if, if Texans next, you're week. not getting anything back. You're not. You're, there's nothing down the road that's going to. If you're the Broncos, there's nothing down the road that's going to make you all of a sudden a contender in this division at this point in the season. There's just not like everyone talks about the off the, the, the trade the deadline for the Chiefs. Got to acquire this piece, got to acquire that piece. And I know we mock it, but if Barry comes back, if Houston comes back, when Sorensen's back and ready to go, you add three players to a defense that needs improvement along with an offense that doesn't need a lot of improvement. Like, 
Those are midseason acquisitions. Right. You know, it's like an NBA team getting a player back, you know, like uh, if if, if uh, Boston would have got Jordan Hayward or Gordon Hayward back mm-hmm. after the, you know, he blew out his ACL back after the, the, the All-Star game. You know, that that to me is, okay, that adds a massive piece to a team that needs it. They don't have anybody injured right. that they can get back. John Elway ain't walking through that tunnel in a jersey. You don't want John Elway near the building because the team he's built is That's, not yeah. good. The next four for the Broncos versus the Texans yeah. at the Chargers versus the Steelers at the Bengals. Yeah, that looks like 0-4. I mean, that's... That's 3-9. and nine. I, I know they were hoping the defense would carry him and Case Keenan would be all right, but, man, it, it has not worked for that team. Hey, Jarrell, hang right there. We're going to get to you after the break. Also, uh, we will tell you what we learned in today's win. 30-23, your final score. If you want to squeeze a phone call in, you can. 576-7610. Text in at uh, 69306. Uh, we'll uh, wrap this one up, put a bow on it for you, as C. Dodd says. Next. The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride Postgame Show. Big-time players make big-time plays. 610 Sports Radio. Pay off credit card debt with a personal loan from Marcus by Goldman Sachs. When you have a family, life adds up. A new semester of school, a new season on the team, and new goalie pads to go with it. Now your youngest wants to learn an instrument. And of course, she didn't pick the harmonica. Debt happens. It's how you get out that counts. Get a personal loan from Marcus by Goldman Sachs. Fixed interest rates and no fees, ever. Learn more at Marcus.com. What if I told you there was a website that was a one-stop shop for all of your Kansas City Chiefs news? What if I told you that site provided headlines, two-the-minute updates, film reviews, hot takes, Chiefs videos, and more? What if I told you there was no Chiefs website on the planet that updated their site more often? All Chiefs all the time. Marrowheadpride.com. 7-3 Casino, Arrowhead Pride, post-game show. Pete Sweeney, Ken Swanson from arrowheadpride.com. Let's hear from Travis Kelsey, Chiefs tight end, after uh, today's win. What do you mean to see Sammy have a day like he did today? Oh, man, it's always good to see Sammy go out, man. He brings such a, an, a confidence and, a, and the electric, like, everything that he does is, is you're happy for the guy, man, just because of the type of person he is and, and how hard he works during the week, man. It's awesome to see him have a day like he had today. Talk about that hurdle that you saw from Sweeney. Oh, man, that was a <laughs> – that, that might have been the best run of the season so far, man. For him to be able to hurdle a guy and then go right into uh, running through another into the end zone, I mean, it's, um, what he's been able to do is, is, is awesome for this offense. And uh, sure enough, man, it makes you want to block him every single time he touches the rock. How easy are you making this? Are you guys have a whole making this protection that he doesn't have to do sort of everything like you did yeah. last time. I mean, I, I feel like we're uh, we're all playing off each other really well, and we're making it easier on each other. I mean, that's a, that's the best thing that um, Coach Reed presents us is that you know he, he's he's giving everybody the opportunity to make a play and um, and, and have the opportunity to you know have those those matchup situations that are that are in your favor. So I mean, all you got to do is just go out there and make plays for Pat, and uh, sure enough, it's. Uh, it's fun when you get these wins. It's a, lot, it's a lot of it just not having a, a, a replica of what happened in Denver where Patrick had the cops scramble and make plays on his own. Was it, you guys, yeah, no, I mean, our, our offensive line uh, went to work this week knowing that, you know, it's uh, when when one five can set his feet, man, he's, uh, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's also one of the best when he can get out of the pocket. But it's uh, it's just been something that's, that we've all harped on to, you know, just make sure that uh, route runners were on time and that uh, the old line was uh, is back there working for everybody. Travis, you guys have, I think, 26 touchdown passes, which is all you had, the amount you had all of last season. 
I mean, is Pat the only difference there, or is there something else going on? That I mean, I think we, we, we put together a, a interesting uh, offense over the offseason uh, with the pieces that we that we grabbed. I mean, Pat is like, he's, he's 100% uh, part of that. So, I mean, you can't say that he's not, but I think it's um, I think it's the way our mentality is as a, as a whole, as an offense, that's really getting us these touchdowns and, and, and uh, getting us these wins. He's four away from a, a touchdown record here. How would you feel being on the receiving end of that? Yeah, I mean, I just, all the records uh, are cool once you're set and done, but I mean, as long as we just keep winning, I think that's what we really want. Travis, what does it say about the diversity for you guys? You know, different guys are eating every week, and, you know, Sammy has, a, has his best day of the year, but, you know, each week it seems like it's a different guy on the offensive side that's killing the opponent's defense. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, like I said, Coach Reed and the offensive staff, Coach Eric Bianami have done an unbelievable job of putting us in situations um, to take advantage of matchups. And um, sure enough, every single week, uh, we're presenting a new task this week. Uh, Sammy was given the opportunity to go out there and, and get the wins, and I don't think it was um, I don't think it was premeditated. I don't think we all came together and said, all right, this week's Sammy's week. I think it's just, you know, how the game goes on. You just see certain guys um, get the opportunity. There's Travis Kelsey, uh, Chiefs tight end. Real quick before we get out of here because, well, we got to get out of here in a few minutes. Here is the running back, star running back for your Kansas City Chiefs. Here's Kareem Hunt after the win. Uh, it was just a good play call by Coach Reed and able to see opportunity as, a, as another defender go low at my leg and just jump over him. And after that, I knew I was like on the six-yard line or something that I was going to have to fight and drag somebody to the end zone. So the play is obviously designed to do well. You got the first down. It was fourth down play. When did you realize something special could maybe happen on a play like that? As soon as I uh, ran through those guys' arm tackles in the hole, I knew it was going to be big after that. <laughs> is that your favorite one so far? What, touchdown? Yeah. Yeah, it'd be that one or probably against the Patriots to pass. How about this team? Uh, the Broncos came in. They gave you guys a lot. I mean, they, they fought pretty hard. You guys are 7-1 now, halfway through the year. Uh, swept the Broncos. Where do you feel like you are right now? Uh, I feel like we're in a good spot right now. And the Broncos know us very well. We played them a lot. And uh, they were ready to come fight, you know, because uh, this game was pretty much everything for them to beat us. And we did a great job of just coming out and not letting that happen at home. So... I feel like we're in a good spot, and we got to just keep it rolling. How about your defense coming up with some big plays in the second half for you, too? Uh, those guys have been playing big for the past two, three games, and um, I'm proud of the way those guys are responding. And, you know, right now we got a lot of injuries, and the next guy up, and they're coming in and playing, you know, hard and hungry. Anyone else? Kareem, what is your highest jump? Uh, my highest jump is 6'9", but it was 6'8 in the meet. What goes through your mind when you make that jump? Uh, I got to hurry up and get my feet back on the ground. That's all I go through my mind. Did you do hurdles in high school? I think you sprinted. Did you do hurdles too? Uh, I practiced a little bit, but I never ran in a race. But I was always high jump, long jump guy. I went to states in both of them. There's Kareem Hunt, running back for your Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Stat-wise, running through it real quick before we get out of here. We'll get your last call here in just a moment. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, led by Patrick Mahomes, 24 of 34, 303 passing yards, four touchdowns, the one pick on the ground. Kareem Hunt, 16 carries for 50 yards through the air. Sam Watkins, eight catches, 107, two scores. Travis Kelsey, six catches, 79 yards, and a touchdown. Tyreek Hill, three for 70. Tack on five more catches and 36 more yards for Kareem Hunt. All right, boys, let's go around the room and find out your big moment of the game. It is brought to you here on 610 by Club Skin. What was your big moment of the game brought to you by Club Skin over there, buddy? 
Pete. For me, it was the Kareem Hunt touchdown. I felt like the Chiefs made it 30-14. to 14. I know it's late in the third quarter, and a lot more happened after that. But a 16-point lead, you're at home. I think at that point, the Broncos knew they would take a outstanding, miraculous effort to win the football game. And really, yes, they did cut it to within a touchdown. But at that point, it was over. The Chiefs didn't need any more points. After the timeout, fourth and one. Dylan Hunt in the backfield. Little shovel pass. Caught by Hunt. Broke a tackle of Roby. Hurdles him at the five. Count it for a touchdown. Holy Toledo. 23-yard touchdown run. Holy Toledo on CBS. Sneaky, sneaky all-time call by Harlan remembering that Hunt went to Toledo. Uh, uh, uh. Ooh, I like that. I think Kent just caught on to that. I did. I didn't pick it up at all. <laughs> Kent Swanson, same question for you, my friend. What was your big moment of the game presented by Club Skin? I think it's uh, Broncos driving. Chiefs are up 10. They're in Chiefs territory. Uh, D. Ford sacks Case Keenum. Breland speaks, comes flying in. Probably the fastest I've seen him run to recover a fumble. (laughs) Your guy. Fantastic effort. Your guy, Breland speaks. Hey, I I don't like a lot of the things he does. Was this play repeatable? That plays repeatable. Okay. <laughs> you can you can give outstanding effort, and that's his strength. It's third and nine. They need the thirty. Well, here's a good matchup right here. You got your rookie receiver matched up on a smaller corner. Steven Nelson around the edge. They come. They got him, and it's a fumble. And the Chiefs have gotten the ball. D Ford, the hit recovered by Allen. No, let's make it. Recovery by Breland Speaks. Nicely done. Those are your big moments of the game brought to you by Club Skin. Guys, it is time for Last Call, brought to you by Lucas Wine and Spirit Superstore, their newest location. Now open just west of Liberty at 152 in Flintlock next to Best Buy. You have just a few moments to tell me about next week. Should be fun. (laughs) Baker Baker Mayfield. That's all you get. Baker Mayfield, Pat Mahomes. That's going to be it. All right. For Pete, for Kent, you get nothing. Thanks to our producer, Chris. I'm Mike Wicket. Thanks so much for listening. We'll do it again next week. Chiefs win. They're now 7-1. and one. Have a great night. This has been the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show on 610 Sports Radio. Coverage continues with articles, pictures, video, and interviews on arrowheadpride.com and 610sports.com. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. 
it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.